Mine eye also have gazed on them that lie in wait for me. Mine ears have heard my desire of the evildoers that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of Jehovah, they shall flourish in the courts of our power. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and richness. To declare Jehovah is upright, my rock, in whom there is no unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Ya Eloheinu, Elohei Avotainu, Elohei Abraham Yitzchak Yisrael. O great and mighty king that we serve, we even humbly submit ourselves before thee. On this beautiful set-apart day, even the holy shot by day, O great king, that you have spared us once again to continue with life through the night seasons and our divine rest and re-enter the land of the conscious, O great king, where our steadfast mission is to serve thee, to do that what is right and pleasing in your sight, and to be a light unto the nations, even priestly in our actions, thoughts, words, and deeds, O great king. Salak Lanu, when we fall short in any of those areas, O great king, for our strivings are after the perfection to which resides within you as we are created in your likeness and your image. Anah, Yehoah, be with the house of Israel, the ones that you have set forth to be the example to all those at large. Protect us, Yah, even in the midst of all the different things that have been placed in our midst, the efforts at putting fear in our hearts, not just the hearts of the nation of Israel, but the world at large, O great king, through the different strategic evil tactics that the Goyim utilize to try to gain control of our minds. Protect us against the diseases and the things, O great king, that they put on the forefront to attempt to distract us, O great king. For anything that can be utilized to instill fear is a weapon. And we even allow ourselves to be educated in the law of the Torah enough to know that there is not a weapon form that can prosper. So allow us to stand firm in our conviction as servants of you, O great king, that no matter what the test, no matter what the scheme is that is placed before us, that when we lean on you wholeheartedly, that there's nothing that can even touch us, O great king, physically, mentally, or spiritually, O great king. Continue being with the elders that are in our midst that have set forth a pathway that we even follow, that we may be able to pass to the baton of righteousness even to the next generation, the Yeladim, the youth, O great king. Even asking and praying that they can receive it with good mercy and favor and understand the vital importance it is to adhere to this Torah, this book of instruction, for it is our blueprint to life. Even be with those that are on their sick beds, O oh great king, that need extra tefillot to help them in areas to strengthen them in their health. Be with the Naftali family, O oh great king. Even reference their uncle Earl, O oh great king, that you may strengthen him, that you may be able to breathe energy into his body, O great king, and even help him be in comfort with the infestations that's within his internals. Continue being with Kohen Pinkas, O great king. Continue being with Aunt Bernice. Continue being with all those that 
have infestations once again, O Great King, internally that are attempting to be controlled by the doctors, the physicians that you have even placed in the midst to handle these situations. Be with the children, O Great King, with the different things that they're up against in this day and time where there are sick people in our midst who target children, both male and female, for their own wicked and evil desires. Allow your angels of protection to even come down in our midst and protect them. Give them the kakmabina with dots to come to their elders, to their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, their friends, to expose the wickedness that is in our midst so that we can put it outside of the camp as we did Zara'at, O Great King. Continue being with the house of Yisrael. Though you allowed us to know that there would be at some point a troubling time for the house of Yaakov, but through it all we shall prevail. Blessed art thou, O Yah, our power, and blessed be the works of thy hands. And the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day Yah finished his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day and hallowed it. Because that ended, he rested from all his work was Yah and creating had made. O thou who art most holy, look upon thy people in mercy. Hear thou us, O power of Abraham. Nurture us, O power of Yitzchak. Save us, we implore thee, O power of Yisrael. Blot us not out, O Yah, though our sins be many. Cast our evil doings into the bottomless pit to remain forevermore. Our hope is in thee, O Yah, and without thy mercy we have naught. Father, wisdom thou dispense of knowledge, cause our hearts to discern and our minds to retain thy law. Bless Israel to know thee as we did in the days of yore. Let the sign of the Shabbat shine brightly from this thy house and from us thy people, Israel. Let our voices mingle with the hosts of heaven as we joyfully proclaim. Blessed be the name of our power and blessed be his holy day. Hallelujah. Shema Yisrael. Ya Eloheinu, Ya Echad, Baruch Shem Kevo, Ma'akutole, Olam Wa'ed. Hallelujah. This is the day which Yah has made, and we will be glad and rejoice thereon. Unto thee do I lift up mine eyes. O thou that art enthroned in the heavens, ascribe unto Yehoah the glory due unto his name. Worship Yehoah in the beauty of holiness. And thee, O Yah, do I take refuge, let me never be ashamed. Thou hast given us joy in the place of sorrow. Thy truth is like a heady wine. Shout for joy, O ye children of Israel. Proclaim the name of our King, to whom the sun doth shine and the wind sing. Jehovah is our sun and shield. Who then can master us? To thee, power of our fathers, do we give honor and glory. For who is Yah beside thee? Be thou our judge, O Yah, against the ungodly nations. Save us, O our King, we beseech thee. Then shall we come clapping, singing, jumping, shouting, praising, crying, and extolling thy holy name. For with thee is the fountain of light, and thy light do we see light. Thy loving kindness, Yah, is in the heavens. Thy faithfulness reacheth into the skies. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore in peace. For Yehovah love of justice and forsake of not his holy ones. Hallelujah. Shema Yisrael. Ya Eloheinu, Ya Echad, Baruch Shem Kevo, Ma'akutole Olam, Ba'ed. Hallelujah. Where is the power of Abraham? 
Let us call our father from Chaldea. Art thou not he, O power of Israel? Where is the power of Yitzchak? Who did bless him with the righteous repoir? Thou art one in the same. Who knoweth him who changed Jacob's name? Thou, O Yahweh, e'er remain. Though yourself sojourned in Egypt, yet did all men show him favor. Thy hand, O Yahweh, was with him. Thou didst help Moshe and Yisrael against Pardo. Who stood up the mighty Red Sea? Manna dropped from heaven to sustain thy people in the wilderness. They fastened the calf to bow down to, yet to Yisrael didst thou show mercy. We give thanks unto thee, O Yah. We will tell of thy wondrous works. And Yehuda is Yah known, his name is great in Yisrael. His foundation is in the holy mountains. We will sing of the mercies of Yah forever. And to all generations we will make them to be known. Stay thou, O Yah, in the midst of us. Cause righteousness once more to be sown. So shall the heavens praise thy wonders, Yah, thy faithfulness in the holy assembly. Let Yisrael awaken the day with their praises. Glory to Yah, now and forevermore. Hallelujah. Shema Yisrael. Yah Eloheinu, Yah Echad, Baruch Shem Kevo Matutole Olam Wa'ed. Hallelujah. O Yah, thou art my power. Earnestly will I seek thee. Hear my voice, merciful Father. Preserve me from my enemies. Send out thine angels to protect me. O thou that hearest prayer with thy mighty hand, Yah, subdue all those that hate us. Remember us in mercy, Yah, and pardon all our transgressions. Except our power doth bless us, how could we hope to prosper? Unless our Creator protect us, be as if we had not been. Stay thy hand, O death, for he doth forgive our iniquities. So will I sing praises to his name that I may perform my vows. The dead praise not Yah, nay, nor any that go down into silence. Let us extol our power while we have life. Sing praises to our power while we have any being. Together we will lift up our voices and gratefully sing. Behold not thy voice from extolling our maker. Let young and old praise him together. Let the tribes come there and testify, even the tribes of Israel, the mighty of Jehovah. Say among the nations, Jehovah reigneth. Thy power, Israel, over all the world. For Jehovah will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. Their testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, now, O Yah, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Shema Yisrael. Yah Eloheinu, Yah Echad. Baruch Shem Kevo Makutole Olam Wa'ed. Hallelujah. Once again, thanking the Father for even sparing life on this day to allow us to come back in each other's midst in this holy convocation. I'd like to thank the Father for love. You know, sometimes it gets it gets rough out there and, you know, you need a little extra boost, whether it be spiritually, financially, mentally, or whatever the case may be. And it's always good that the Most High provides someone in your time of need that just has genuine love in their heart, that you don't have to write a five-page letter, you don't have to get down on your knees and beg, you don't have to do any extra because it's just instilled within the individual's heart to help. This is what we're built for. 
These are the type things that describe the spirit that the Most High wants to reside in each and every one of us, as it is even written in Torah that if you have the opportunity to help your brother or your sister, you do that. And it's it's not a contract. These are all dealing with spiritual and moral ethics that should be embedded in each and every one of us. Allow ourselves, if we're not on that wise of thought, to de-westernize our thought processes and help your brother and your sister out in their time of need. Hallelujah. But Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Holy Israel, good morning to you all, welcome back to the prayer line, the place where we come together 
on purpose from all over the place, all over the world. Get on this live and give glory to the Most High. Good morning, everybody. I hope your rest was sweet. I say rest because some of us don't sleep. We just rest. We close our eyes, perhaps, let our eyes get a rest. But some of us really don't sleep. I need for us to get some sleep. Get some rest. Get some rest if you can't get any sleep. Well, you know, that's the intention of the Most High for the Shabbat. He said, hey, it's a day of rest. Don't go around doing what you do during the week. This is a special day. This is a a special moment in time, a wrinkle in time that the Creator created just for you every single week. What a blessing. It's a blessing to be alive again today. I hope you all are counting your blessings. I'm even giving my name today. Yeah, the blessing of waking up my eyes is called Back the Eye. I'm going to call this opening of my eyes. That first blessing for today that I counted, the Back the Eye blessing. All right, what's the lesson in this Back the Eye blessing? There's some people who couldn't even bat an eye. I talked about those that couldn't sleep, but what about those that didn't wake up? They couldn't bat their eye. No matter how much and how hard they tried, their eye is gone. You can't see. They can't see anymore. You can't see them. The only thing you can do is remember how they used to bat their eyes. So until the day comes when you stop batting your eyes, make sure that you thank the creator for every eyelash, every glimpse, every glance, every moment you get a chance to open those two eyes. So I name my first blessing of the day, bat in the eye. I pray that the creator will continue to give us the opportunity to bat these eyes. Have you all seen what's going on in the world? Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and his family and all the other families that lost their precious lives on such a horrific accident. I'm going to air quote those accidents. Yeah, okay, so what? I'm a conspiracy theorist at times. But something fishy was about this accident, I'm just going to say. I mean, anytime this man, and I, I know, I'm going into it real quick today, real quick, real quick. But anytime you see somebody so prominent, mind you, the man just retired from the NBA, but so many things was going on in his private life that many of us don't have a clue about, like the fact that he was starting his own basketball league in China. Oh, my goodness. Did you all know that? That he retired and was about to blow up and put up. Hurting on the NBA. If this man did what his plans were, you know, i.e. how Cosby tried to buy NBC and that was not working for them. So they removed him. Well, Kobe was about to be larger than life. He was well on his way, well loved, and very, very smart. Very, 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 very smart businessman. He wasn't going to buy a company. He wasn't going to retire and settle down and just keep coaching his daughter's Little League basketball. 
It wasn't that simple. The man had his hands in major things around the world. That's why the world is mourning. I just wanted to drop that into your spirit. Perhaps that'll give you the spark to go and do some research on that man who was only 41 years old, but he was larger than life. So that he will not get a chance to bat his eye. And his daughter, gone too soon. Why does she have to go? Because there's something else that's in the mix. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But we do know that we have a power that knows, sees, and hears everything the omnipotent one. And his knowledge and his love for his children will supersede all those other things, the plans and the designs that they have to disrupt what the creator has said will be. I just want to give us something to think about today. All praises to the Most High for this beautiful Shabbat. Yes, you all are in the right place. We're going to get it started with the psalm service. You came on a little bit too late this morning but uh, to call you early birds, but you're still here. All praises. Let's go ahead and get this session of the psalm service started with Psalms 83. Um, at some point, my baby girl decided a long time ago after she started reading that Psalms 23 was her favorite and right behind Psalms 23 was 83. And I don't think she understood what those words were saying. And I still don't think she understands to this day what these words really mean. But if I can share them with you, drop this complaint against the conspiracies of our enemies on the creator's lap this morning, most I please keep your eyes on these people who come up with plans to destroy your people behind closed doors. Let them be exposed. Well, that's the purpose for this psalm this morning. Would you please join me in this psalm service today by raising your hand? Right now, go ahead, throw your hand in the air and wave them like you really do care. Psalms 83, okay? That's how we're going to start this out today. All right, let me find my place. Deliberately reading Psalms 83 today. Like, it didn't choose me. I chose it. I went searching it out, and I praise the Creator for the words that were already left on record for us to marvel at, consider, and let it resonate within your spirit. Psalms 83 reads on this wise. Hallelujah. O Elohim, keep not thou silence, O not thy peace, and be not still, O power of mine. For lo, thine enemies are in an uproar, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They hold crafty converse against thy people and take counsel against thy treasured ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. Against thee do they make a covenant. The tents of Edom and Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagarites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia, with the inhabitants of Tyre. And do me a favor, family. Go look up those names for the Marty names and watch how surprised you are who pops up. Assyria also is joined with them. They have been an arm to the children of Lot, 
Selah. Do thou unto them as unto Midian, as to Sisera, as, as to Yabin, as the brook Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor. They became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zid, and like Zibai and Zalmuna, all their princes, who said, let us take to ourselves in possession the habitants, the habitations of the Most High Elohim, my power. Please make them like the whirling dust, as stubble before the wind, as the fire that burneth the forest, and as the flame that setteth the mountains ablaze. So pursue them with thy tempest, and affright them with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Yah. Let them be ashamed and affrighted forever. Yea, let them be abashed and perish, that they may know that it is thou alone, whose name is Jehovah, the Most High, over all the earth. Hallelujah. So you ask, well, why would you read that? Because that's the end result right there. That's what I want. I want the whole world to know that the Most High Yah is over all the earth. That's it, that's it in a nutshell. For whatever you're doing, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, wonderful, beautiful, amazing, terrible, y'all got his eyes on you. I don't have eyes that can see. I can't bat my eyes that far. I can't even hardly see with my glasses on, let alone see what's going to happen behind closed doors or what the plan of the creator is going to be and how it's going to turn out. But I do know that I trust his word, and he said that the humble, the meek, shall inherit the land. The righteous will inherit the land. And just like that, in a moment's time, everything just ceases. But you don't see that under the earth. You may think that these scientists thought it was a hole in the earth, right? They thought it was a hole, but they come to find out after so many years of research and, of course, all the things that happened, that it's a line. It's one of those platelets that has changed the geographic style of the earth. The creator has changed the earth many times before. We've had certain lands, Europe and Africa, were at one point the same continent. And then the Most High disrupt that design, and he crumbled it, and he created new landmass. You got mountains erupting all over the place in the world. You have everything that is, uh, the scientists say, oh, wow, we, have, we haven't discovered why yet. All this stuff going on. So who will you trust, the creator who made all this stuff going on, or the scientists and their, 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 their little things? They think that they know until thousands of years later and they find out, oh, we were so wrong. It's really a platelet that goes through this whole earth. It's not a hole. It's a line. It's a line that has earthquakes up and down this platelet every day. Some of them are like a nine-point something, and we don't even feel it. They got vibrations going on in the earth that we don't even know what's going on. But the creator is making changes right underneath our feet and right over our heads, and we don't see it and we don't know it. But trust and know that the day that that ocean just stops creating water, this Christmas, I said, don't do it anymore. The new ocean pops up. He said, I need you to come over here now. 
This is the plan of the creator. Nobody can change that. Nobody can make that different. Nobody can make that the way and manipulate it the way they want it to be. This is all the hand of the creator. So all the little things that they are here doing, all the plans they have against you, Yisrael, don't be dismayed, but just know, because we're dying because of lack of knowledge. Be in the know. And when you know, an informed people are wise people. We can make better decisions for ourselves. You can move differently when you know. When you know there's a trap set for you, you move differently. So let's get into the know. And let's know the creator. Let's know him. Let's get into a very intimate relationship with the Most High. Count your blessings, family. You are alive. You are well. You are woke. You are conscious. You're not walking around dead from the neck up. May the Most High continue to bless us. We have so much to do. Let's start with loving ourselves. Sometimes we feel like we're alone in this. I'm by myself. I tell you, I do. I feel like I'm by myself a lot. But I know I'm not alone because I got the maker and the possessor of life right here at my disposal. I can call on him without Wi-Fi, without a telephone, without Internet connection, any day of the week, any time of the day, and he'll be there for me. So, Yisrael, let's go ahead and throw our complaints on the creator. Give it to him. He know how to handle them. Stop going around telling everybody your business. Don't tell everybody, oh, today I'm so sad. Nobody needs to know all your business because everybody's not out there to help you. They're waiting to see your weakness so that they can exploit it. We have to stick together and starting with ourselves. Don't tell yourself that lie that you're not good enough, that you can't accomplish these things. Don't tell yourself that that business, that idea that you had wasn't good enough. Somebody else needs to do it. Don't tell yourself these thoughts. Don't tell yourself that the creator don't love you. You're breathing, right? You're eating. You have a roof over your head. There are people out here that you can count on because the creator has commissioned them to be part of your circle of five. Come on, let's not fool ourselves or complain ourselves into something that we shouldn't be. You can put your complaint, give it to the creator. You don't need to complain no more. Now it's time to work. Let's focus. Well, that's my little speech for this morning. I pray that the creator has blessed us with a good spirit today. It's a good thing to be alive. But if you are miserable, let's get out of that spirit. Let's change that mindset. Let the Most High's enemies be dismayed and miserable. Let us be hopeful and feeling good. I'm going to go to the board and see that everybody's hand is so don't laugh at me. Everybody's hand is in the air, right? Everybody has a desire to give glory to the Most High using one of these psalms. Let me see. Okay, so maybe not everybody. I was wrong, but we're going to go with those that desire. Shabbat Shalom, I call Nawaya. Which one of these psalms are you going to read as your psalm of praise? Now, I started it with Psalms 83. I hope everybody is listening today. We don't want to try. We don't want to do repeats if we can help it, because there's 150 psalms in this book. Choose one. Bokotov. Bokotov. Shabbat shalom. Give your honor and praises to the creator of heaven and earth for allowing me to be alive and come onto this prayer line to start my day. I would like to read Psalm 130. 130. Hallelujah. Out of the depths 
have I cried unto thee, O Yah. Yah, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, O Yah, shouldest mark iniquities, O Yah, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. I wait, on, I wait for you, O Yah. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul wasted for like I'll wake it, wake it for Yah more than they ha they that watch over like I'll watch for the, the morning, like Say more I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in Yah for for Yah there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he shall we redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Hallelujah. Once again, give an honor and praise to the Creator. We thank him for all things and everything. Thank him for another Shabbat, another day, another week. Because those who thought they were waking up this morning, they didn't. And those who thought they were going home safely, they didn't. I ask the Most High to even continuously bless us as we go to and fro. Even when we wake up in the morning, we're still at home. That he has revived our spirit and let us live. I ask the Most High to continue to be with those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, whether they are celebrities to people or they're just regular to us. But just remember, even celebrities are people before they became rich. So I thank the most high for all things and everything. Continue to strengthen all those who need prayer, all those who need uplifting. Maybe they can't call on Yah or don't know who Yah is. I pray that the most high will keep them safe and bless everyone. Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom. Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom. Uh, I got so caught up in what you were saying, I forgot I was the hostess. I was about to let you keep on going. I was like, mm, that was good. Who's next? Oh, I got to ask that question. Who's next? Told her, my sister. <laughs> Psalms 130 is uh, amazing. I, I I personally love the Psalms because sometimes I don't have words. I know, be quiet, my job is this. Sometimes I don't have words. <laughs> I don't. But the prayer is there for you. The Psalms are there for you. And when the Most High hears your voice, oh, my goodness, we've been talking about that all week on the prayer line. You know, it's, it's something when you can hear the Creator's voice. Oh, my gosh, when you can hear him talking. But know for a surety that he knows and hears when you're speaking. But when he responds to you in your, for your prayer, you say, oh, I didn't even get up off my knees yet, and he answered my prayer. But, you know, how about those that have been off their knees and still waiting? Patience is a virtue. Keep waiting. Or how about it's the way you're waiting that's making it hard for you? You know how a watch pot never boils? You know, Grandma used to say that all the time. You put a pot of water on the stove, and then you just stand there and watch it. I'm going to see y'all. This got bored soon. In a minute. Any minute now. You get tired of watching. It gets to the point where you give up watching. And then you walk away. And then five seconds later, it seems like the whole pot is boiling. When you wait on the creator, you're occupying your time with something precious. That's praise, glory, magnification of the creator's name. You know, do something positive with your time. Because he's going to give you what you need. He just wants to see if you deserve it, and he wants to see how bad you want it. What you going to do with it when you get it? See, these are the things that we have to look forward to. But let's continue to pray for hope. Let's stay patient so that we won't become patient. 
And let's never forget that the creator is available and he always has some compassion on his, in his hands for all of us. We just got to go get it. Uh, the beauty about compassion and mercy is you don't have to work for it and you don't have to earn it. It's just given to you. Most times you say, okay, I'll give it to you. But you have, I, I have to ask for mine. I don't know about you. He's compassionate, but I do. I have to ask for it. Like, most like, please be compassionate. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, I appreciate Psalms 130. My sister and may the most I continue to be compassionate towards you. All right, oh, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hallelujah. This is the psalm service, and uh, I need for y'all to do a service to this psalm. Let's see what happens here. All right, we have next was our coat. Yeah, shout out. She said, I'm getting it early today. I'm getting in the psalm service. Shabbat Shalom. Which one of these psalms are you going to use as your psalm of praise on this day? Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Mishpaka, Toda to the Motai. For this Shabbat day, for every minute, every second, every hour, for everything, for life, health, and strength, for every breath taken, we can't even take our breath for granted. I'm so thankful to the Most High for waking me up to be a part of this arm service. I totally concur and agree with both hands in the air, and I'm waving them like I'm crazy, which which you said, and it's unfortunate that a young man of only 41 years of age, you know, that was no accident. Omar Johnson spoke about it on the live feed. And it's like you said, there were so many things that, you know, the general public is very unaware of that he was going through in his personal life, even battling with a pharmaceutical company. And, um, you know, it's, it's it's crazy how, you know, people set up devices unbeknownst to you to take your life because you want to prosper and you want to do good for your family and for your people. And I just ask the Most High to be with us all today, all of us on this line, those are not, who are not on the line, those of us who are spread through the four corners of the earth. And if it be his will, even those who don't know his name, may he wake them up so that they can change and that they can give homage and and reverence and praise to the creator of all things. Because without him, we absolutely have nothing. We have no mercy. We have no compassion for these nations that the Most High speak of. They've hated us for a very long time. And I'm just so grateful to the Most High for waking me up, to, for knowing my name, for hearing my prayers, for being with my children, my mom, my family, my brothers, you know, my sisters, you know, may have not come from my mother, but my sisters like you, Nawaya, Zipporah, Adira, you know, Yaisha, I mean, you know, I'm so grateful to all of my sisters because I don't have any biological sisters. So I'm thankful for each and every one of your lives for the most I have placed you significantly in my life for a reason. 
and I pray that it's for a lifetime. And I pray that the Most High continually help each and every one of us individually as well as collectively, help us to be better, stronger, and more aware of what's going on around us um, spiritually because we are in a real spiritual warfare. And just for us to lean on him whenever we have doubt, whenever we feel dismayed, whenever we're going through something, to lean on his everlasting arm and to have a surety in the words that he left on record for us, to remind us of his mercy, his grace, and his compassion, and most of all, his love and his promise to us. With that, I'll be reading Psalms 1. Hallelujah. Happy is the man and woman that has not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor stood in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of Yah, and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by streams of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season and whose leaf doth not wither, and in whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. Not so the wicked, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the wicked shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yah regardeth the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Torah for being with us in the midst of our enemies. We do not know the devices and the things that they have set for us. You know, these viruses, these illnesses, contaminating the food, contaminating the water, contaminating our mind with the miseducation that they give us. Most High, correct us. Keep us, teach us, heal us. We thank you, Most High, for not leaving us. And we thank you, Most High, for keeping all of your promises. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For my heart safely trust in you, Yakai. So I for the reading of this word. And um, hopefully I'll be back this afternoon and read some more. Shabbat Shalom to you all. Thank you for this opportunity and sending love, hugs, and kisses to all of you, my family. Shabbat Shalom. Hallelujah. Shabbat Shalom to you as well. And as the proverb said, that there is a brother or sister that's closer than your own. So sometimes it's just like that. It, it, it's about relationships. It's about that extended family. And, yes, we are sisters. And it's time that we start looking at our extended family in that way. We are family. And it's not just about you or I. This is about us. This is about we. And I pray that the Creator will continue to give us that real happiness, that true happiness. Because, I mean, for real, for real, those that are really not happy are wicked. 
Those are the ones that's going to inherit the unhappiness. So find a reason to smile. Be happy within your own self, within your own skin. Be appreciative for how the creator made you wonderfully and amazing. I thank you for reading Psalms 1. May the Most High continue to be with you. Shabbat Shalom. All right, family. Y'all on the prayer line for a reason. We're here because the creator has blessed us with life. He's renewed our spirit. And he brought you to this line so that you can share one way or another. May the Most High bless you with a spirit to share a psalm this morning. All right, we're getting into this psalm service like the way it is. All right, set up just for us. Shabbat Shalom, all praise to the Creator. Which one of these wonderful psalms are you going to read this morning? Shabbat Shalom, sir. I would like to read uh, Psalms 91. And the reason I picked Psalms 91 is because <clears throat> my uh, dearly departed uh, stepmom, um, mother-in-law, my husband's mother, my mother-in-law passed away. Uh, this week And Psalms 91 Is her favorite psalm And I also I would like to read this Not just for my mother-in-law but for Abba Because I, w- I want to pray that She have A safe and divine journey Back into Abba's arms So may During her travel She hear this psalm And it uplifts her spirits As she go back into the arms Of the Most High Hallelujah Psalms 91 He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I would say of Abba, he is my refuge and my fortress. My Abba, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noose and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that waiteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made Abba, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Praise Allah. Have a blessed Shabbat. Oh, what a beautiful psalm. You already know Psalms 91 um, for real impact 
if you read 90 and 91, ooh-wee, you'd be like, ow, I got spiritual overload. <laughs> it's a good feeling to know that regardless of what happens, you know, some people say that we, she got her wings. You know, your Ima got her wings. And whatever the case may be, we know that wherever we go, we're always with the creator. But when you are here on this earth, you know, you don't, you don't know how many days you have. You don't know how long you have. So we can't waste time like, oh, la, 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 life is just a dream. You know, I got a tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. So we have to take the time that we have and use it wisely. I love that a lot of the elders, they talk about Psalms 90 and 91 quite often because of the age that was given, you know, 70, 80 years. The point here is not to set a maximum on your time, but to present us with how how precious life is, how how easy it is for it to go. So no matter how long people live, it's inevitable that they will fly away to death. And I like how you put that in her journey back to Abba. That is perfect because we were always with him, and we separated from him so that we can learn what it feels like to be separated from Abba and work our way towards him all of our lives. And to know that he accepts us into the fold, oh, it's a beautiful feeling. Trust him. Trust the creator. Trust him. Your experience on this earth is just temporary. It's going to be over one day. But you will always be in the hands, the loving hands of the creator. Give that a moment to permeate. Let that sink in. May the most high forever be magnified. Toda Koti. And may your Ima rest in peace. Give your Isha our love, and we got him in the prayers. Thank you. Love you guys. Okay. Love you all, too. Shabbat shalom. All right, family. Y'all see what's going on here? Y'all getting the glory that's due unto his name. So we're going to continue to worship him with these words that are left on record in the book of Psalms. Choose one. There's 150 of them. Hopefully we don't repeat today. Last week we were doubling up. We needed confirmation. What is this week about? Shabbat shalom, Akot Yehudi. Oh, wonderful. I'm ready for you to sound off with them psalms. Which one is it, it going to be? Which one is it going to be? Wait, wait, wait on ya. Oh, my mother and my father didn't wait on ya. But I will wait on ya. We don't deserve you, but we're going to serve you and keep all your laws. Todarubaya for another Shabbat. We're grateful and thankful. I want to uh, read a psalm, a special psalms. I'm going to read Psalms 48. Booyah. Great is Yah, and greatly to be praised in the city of our power, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for the situation, the joy of the whole earth in Mount Zion, on the sides of the north the city of the great king. Yah is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hastened away. Fear took hold upon them there, and pain as a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish, 
with a east wind. As we heard, so have we seen in the city of the of Yah of hosts, in the city of our power. Most high will establish it forever. Selah. We have thought of your loving kindness, O Yah, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O Yah, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Yehudah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generations following. For this our power is our Yah forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Torah Robah, Torah for the meaning of that Psalms. It has a lot of deep, deep rooted meaning. All praises to your high and holy name. We are so grateful and thankful. And we thank you for the batting of the eye, most high, most powerful. We thank you for loving on our children, our inheritance, our loved ones. And we just ask that you would continue to show us the way, guide us, and let us never be ashamed. We are your children, your children, your people. All praises to Yah. Yah's righteous. Yah's holy. Let Yah be magnified. Selah. I knew it. I knew it. You didn't let me down. I, and it sounds like you've been practicing. I'm loving the tunes I go to. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, Psalm 48, it's like a three-in-one song. Do you, do you understand what you just did for me? Psalms 48 is like a three-in-one. It's a Psalm 46, 47, 48, all rolled in one. This is a beautiful psalm. The city of our power is, you know, every time you read something in Psalm 48, you could go back and just take a look into your heart and remind yourself of what the temple looked like, what the mountain of the Holy One looked like, what does the land look like. Oh, I'll just get excited. The joy of the whole earth. Oh, yeah. When you think about the works of the creator, you know, he did not just do this for Israel. I want us to understand that. He didn't create the earth just for you, Israel. But didn't he do a good job creating the earth to make you feel like he was all yours? <laughs> like, oh, this for me. You know, when you take a look at just the, 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 the geographical location, of where the creator has our land. And then he got us all the way over on the other side of the world. And he said, and I'm with you, Israel. Well, how can you be over here? And my land all the way over there? Because the creator, he transcends time, place, and, 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 and everything, people, place, things. He's there. He is. He just is. And so when I think about he's like, I mark the places, you know, Traverse her palaces, make ye well her ramparts, and traverse her palaces that ye may tell it to the generations following. You can take note. Take good note. Take good note of what the creator has done. His loyalty to his creation is beyond our comparison to anything we ever know. Your mother's love, your father's love. There is no love like the creator's love. That love for his, his earth, his creation, 
I say most high, lead the way. Because, see, my mama, my daddy, my sisters and brothers, they all came from the place that I came from, you. So I'd rather follow you anytime, any day of the week. So may the most high be available to us. What we walk about and we're saying, yeah, look at the beauty of the sun. Look at the beauty of how the, the sunflowers come from the sun and the ground. Oh, amazing. I couldn't do it if I tried. All praises to the Most High. Continue to count your blessings, everybody. And don't be so afraid of what the Creator sends to dismay the other nations. They're supposed to be scared like that. We're supposed to be fearful in awe, like, ooh, reverence, praise, almost high, I give you all the glory. Oh, so that, my sister, not just for the reading, but for the song. Y'all go ahead and sing that one. See if you can follow up. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I quote you, hoodie. All praises Hallelujah. to the Lord. Hallelujah. Shabbat shalom, everyone. I see your hands in the air. I see you guys ready. You ready to give y'all the glory? All right, let's see. We have, oh, I quote Mashiach. Shabbat shalom to you. What song are you going to use as your song of praise? Shabbat shalom. Um, all praises to the Most High. <clears throat> Praying that He would send swift healing. Um, I actually have two songs one for myself and one for my carrier husband. <laughs> Um, uh, Psalm 27 is the first psalm, and it's just, it brings back uh, special memories as well, because it was my father's favorite psalm, so Psalm 27, hallelujah, a psalm of David, Yah is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Yah is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers came upon me to eat up my flesh, even my adversaries and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, even then will I be confident. One thing have I asked of Yah, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of Yah all the days of my life, to behold the graciousness of Yah, and to visit early in his temple. For he concealeth me in his pavilion for the day of evil. He hideth me in the covert of his tent. He lifteth me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies, round about me. For I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices with trumpet. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto Yah. Hear, Yah, when I call with my voice, and be gracious unto me, and answer me. In thy behalf my heart hath said, Seek ye my face. Thy face, Yah, will I seek. Hide not thy face from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, cast me not off, neither forsake me, O Elohim of my salvation. For though my father and my mother have forsaken me, Yah will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Yah, and lead me in an even path, because of them that lie in wait for me. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine adversaries, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out violence. If I had not believed to look upon the goodness of Yah in the land of the living, wait on Yah, be strong, and let thy heart take courage. Yea, wait thou for Yah. And Psalm 34 will be read on his behalf. A Psalm of David. And he changed his demeanor before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless Yah at all times. 
His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall glory in Yah. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify Yah with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought Yah, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were radiant, and their faces shall never be abashed. This poor man cried, and Yah heard and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of Yah encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O consider and see that Yah is good. Happy is the man that taketh refuge in him. O fear Yah, ye his holy ones, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek Yah want and not any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of Yah, who is the man that desireth life and loveth days, that he may see good therein. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of Yah are toward the righteous, and the ears are open unto their cry. His ears are open unto their cry. The face of Yah is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. They cried, and Yah heard, and delivered them out of all their troubles. Yah is nigh unto them that are of broken heart, and saveth such as are of a contrite spirit. Many are the ills of the righteous, but Yah delivereth him out of all of them. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall kill the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be held guilty. And Yah redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none of them that take refuge in him shall be desolate. Hallelujah. The Most High has definitely spoken to me. Um, someone said something to me uh, the other day about joining my event, and they said, I'm not going to make a move until the Most High shows me that this is what I need to do. And I was like, for something so simple, you know, in my mind, but you know what, every move that we make, if we actually did that and waited for the Most High to direct our path, we would probably be in a better place. Um, no matter of fact, there's no probably in it. If we wait for the Most High to direct our every step, we would be in a better place. And for me, I thought, you know, oh, take this position, do this thing, and the Most High sent me in the opposite direction, and I was just like, wow, he will talk to you, and if you listen, you might not see it right away, but things will start to make sense, and it will, it will become clearer. And so just open yourself to the Most High and trust that his plan is the best plan. Shabbat Shalom, family. May he bless everyone under the sound of my voice and all your families and loved ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Torah, Torah, Rabbi, for the reading of Psalm 27 and Psalms 34, a couple of my favorites. Uh, some of us know why, because we have to trust in the creator. And when David showed you how to do it, that was a good example. You know, he taught real good words to the creator, but he also had to remind himself to wait on the most high. Don't talk, your, don't talk yourself out of a blessing. Don't talk yourself into a corner. Just give it to the creator and leave it there. You know, sometimes mom don't understand. Sometimes sisters and brothers don't get it. Sometimes your neighbor don't understand what you're going through. You have to just show the creator. And he's like, I'll give you your answer. 
Sometimes it's an unconventional answer. Sometimes it's not the answer we were expected. Sometimes it takes away your privilege. It humbles you. But the creator is there making sure that he's teaching us along this journey, giving us examples so that we can use them to our benefit. And this is personal. This is about you and Yah. So go to him with everything. You may think it's a little tiny matter, or you might think it's too big. Nothing is too small or too big for the creator to handle. Your mom and dad can't handle it, take it to the creator. Your husband and wife can't handle it, take it to the creator. Your boss can't deal with it, take it to the most high, and watch how he deliver you out of all your troubles. All praises. Toda for the reading of both the Psalms, and may the most high bless you and keep you. Shabbat shalom. Yes, family, we are here giving glory to the creator the best way we know how. We're humbling our spirits. We're coming on this line, and we're giving y'all the glory. Last but not least, we have our dear sister, Akot Tirza. Shabbat shalom, Akot. And which one of these beautiful psalms will you be reading this morning? Shabbat shalom, everyone. I would like to read Psalms number nine, and it reads on this wise. I will thank the Most High with all my heart. I will proclaim all the wondrous deeds. I will rejoice and exalt in you. I will sing praises to your name, Most High. When my enemies turn backward, they stumble and perish from before you. For you executed my judgment and my case. You sat at the throne, you sat on the throne, Slicka, O righteous judge. You destroyed nations and doomed the wicked. You blotted out their name from all eternity. The enemy ruins are forever gone. And the cities that you uprooted, their memory is lost. For the Most High is enthroned forever. He prepares his throne for judgment. And he will judge the world in righteousness. He will judge the regimes with fairness. The Most High will be a fortress for the oppressed. A fortress in times of distress. And those who know your name will trust in you. For you have not forsaken those who seek you. Most High. Sing to the Most High who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. That the avenger of blood has remembered them. He has not forgotten the cry of the humble. Have mercy on the old Most High. See my affliction for my foes. You who raises me above the gales of death. So that I may proclaim all your praises. In the gates of the daughter of Zion I rejoice in your salvation. The nations sank in their self-made pit, in the very trap they concealed. Their own foot was ensnared. Most High became known through the judgment that he executed. Through his own handiwork was the wicked person entrapped. Reflect on this, Selah. The wicked will return to the depths of the grave and all the nations that forget Elohim. For the pauper shall not be forgotten eternally, nor the hope of the afflicted forever perish. Arise, Most High, let not frail man feel invincible. Let the peoples who judge before you, Most High, place your majesty, your mastery, like over them, that the peoples may know that, that they are but frail men, they lie. I just want to give thanks and praises to the Most High that he continues to order our steps. Um, he continues to have mercy upon us, and he continues to be by our side 
and strengthen us. So hallelujah. Shabbat shalom to the family. Selah. Mm-hmm. What a classic. Oh, that's Psalm Psalms 9. Yes, I, I, I give ape and bananas over the Psalms because they say things that maybe you weren't even thinking. But um, to know that you come to the Most High with your whole heart, try coming to him with half your heart. You don't think he's going to know? Half the heart. Oh, Most High, I'm hurting. I know you're hurting. But did you understand why you're hurting? Do you understand why I put this on you this way? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just hurt. We, we we can't get half of the story. Tell me the whole thing. You know, your mom already knows the whole story, but she just want to hear you say it. Same thing with the creator. I want to hear you confess so that I know where your heart is. You know, I want to see where your mind is. I want to see whether or not this judgment is going to work for you or whether this compassion is necessary or whether I have to, you know, deal with you. We have to go to the creator with our whole heart and with the truth. Don't tell a half-truth. Don't leave anything out. Give y'all the raw deal. Why? Because he can handle it, and he wants to see whether you can handle it. He said, I can handle the truth. I made the world the way it is for a purpose, good, evil, up, down, choices to make, the adversary. I did all of that for a purpose. And he wants to make sure that we're considering everything that arises from his hands. What did I do this for? Let the nations be judged in our sight. Oh, my goodness. If the nations are not being judged right now, then we're not paying attention. And while they're being judged, you know what we have to do. We got to wait on y'all. And that means you got to get busy like a waitress. You want a good tip, you're going to do a good job. All praises. Toad out for that beautiful Psalms 9. I remember the first time I read that play. Higgy on that. <laughs> Go look it up. Shabbat Shalom, family. Shabbat Shalom. You are here on the prayer line. All praises to the Creator for bringing you here this morning. Have the spirit to join your sisters and brothers from across the diaspora to give glory and honor to the name of the Creator. I thank Moray uh, Uziah for his portion that he does, and he leaves on record the Torah minded for us. I thank the Most High for. Adira, who does such an excellent part when she brings a segment for the health spot, giving holistic tips. And look, she took this show on the road. She is Pottstown's hero, all right, growing her own food and adding to the bank, the food bank, that is, naturally. I give all praises to the Most High for her work. I thank the creator for the works of Emi Miriam who brings forth the wonderful segment about post-traumatic stress syndrome. But with a twist, this was about the slaves. These are, this is about you and I, our ancestors, and how the ripple effect of tragedy and trauma and slavery has affected us even to this day, even though we don't have the shackles on our wrists. So we talk about healing from that. And, of course, we cannot forget Dora Matana L., we thank her for bringing forth such helpful words, Hebrew words, words that are going to be part of our everyday vocabulary when we start speaking our language again. We thank her for bringing forth the Hebrew word of the day with prayers in Hebrew, sentences formed, the way that we start with our olive base, that's just a little bit, but she gives you the Hebrew 
and the, I call it the 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 um where you Hebrew, okay? She writes it down to make it sound like Hebrew because you don't know your Hebrew letters yet. But we're trying to give you a fast track way of communicating your language. Isn't it beautiful? Talking about poetry, the love, the love language. Israel, you have a love language, and it's called Hebrew. So I look forward to all these segments that are setting up. I thank the creator for Amy Miriam, who's ready. She's got her expectation to give us some information. And I hope that you all receive this information and be able to share what you received. Okay? So all praises to the Most High for the segment that is going to come next. Yes, it is spilling the coffee. Sometimes we need coffee, but who cares about the cream? We want to get rid of the cream. We want it. No cream, no sugar, black coffee, straight up. Let's get rid of this PTSD. It's time to discuss what bothers our people. So without further ado, this is the Ben Miriam at the PTSD segment. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Let's fill the coffee. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Amy Miriam, it's good to have you back on the line again, sharing with us your knowledge of PTSD, using that degree to your fullest. How's life treating you? Welcome back. Hallelujah. Shabbat Shalom, family. Oh, Ooh, it's so wonderful to be able to just stretch and breathe. Hallelujah. Giving all praise and honor to the most high power. I mean, in the midst of all of what is happening in the world, on the stage of the uh, the excitement of uh, just every single thing, the wonderment of the Most High Yah, He has seen fit to spare the life of His daughter Miriam. I appreciate it. I, I'm so very grateful, grateful for your lives, for the lives of those of the family that are here in this part of the world, and for all of us that He. It's still allowing us through all the pain and suffering that we see, that we go through even in our own lives, that the Creator is still holding us strong. And for that, you know, I'm ever so so grateful and just in amazement of how He works because His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. 
told God because they're so far away from each other. And it's a very good thing because if it was left up to man to judge every case and to be in everything and to, you know, be, be the doer of it, we would have perished so long ago because the agreements that we have with one another are so scarce and so sparse and so intermittent and so we don't even know sometimes from day to day what we will think, where we will go, what we will do. We're striving, we're striving to find that balance. We're striving to pull it together. But, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. And we're going to talk about energy psychology today because we need to kind of put our energies together. We need to, you know, we're like that. Um, they said they have uh, saddle, uh, what do you call those things? Um satellites up in the heavens, you know, and sometimes they're falling apart. And when they do, they come down and they scatter all over. So you can find a piece that might fall in Idaho and a piece that might fall in Washington, a piece might fall over in the Caribbean. So you say, well, what in the world? How are we going to get all that back together again? Well, these, what we will speak about, are the miracles of the Most High. How do we get it back together? How do we get a meteorite back together? Is it possible? But is there a way? Is there a way out? And we're looking for a way out, which would be our solution to not only our redemption, but to our service, to our power, to our return to what we have unfortunately pissed away, if you want to put it that way, because that's exactly what it is. We unfortunately, as a people, were not obedient. We we saw what others had. It was like, you know, when the parent tell you all that glitters ain't gold, but we were going after it. And in doing so, we lost the goodness along the way. We lost our way. And we inherited, unfortunately, some very terrible, some very terrible things along the way. And and as a result, we're here sitting in all these different places <laughs> all over the world. One man's children scattered everywhere, not by choice, but by design. However, told God to the Most High for his master plan. He said, not forever, Yisrael, but I will gather you, hallelujah, from all the countries in which I scattered you. And in order for that to happen, as as I'm quite sure Moses thought when he went before Pharaoh, this is going to be over in a flash. (laughs) No way. In order for this to happen, we got to go through something. You know, we have to experience the return going back the same way we came. In other words, we have to go back through the, the mental. We have to touch even the physiological. We're going to have to join the pieces together. This is our work. This is our, this will be what we will be doing. And we have to want it. That's what's so great about it. Because there are other ways. There are other notions. There are other avenues. But the most I said, you want to return to me? You got to come back the way he designed to be done. That's really amazing. So, well, how in the world will we know that? Well, that's the formula. That is a formula. And we're looking for it. We're seeking it. Naya, help us to find it. We already know now that we have a pivotal point. We could got to go back to that point 
and work our way out of it. So this means this work has to come from within. The post-traumatic slave syndrome disorder, it brings us back into, into focus of what happened to cause all this in the first place. What is it that we now face on this side of the dilemma? And I thank the Most High for an opportunity to look at it, uh, to, and, I, and I feel it. Lord knows I feel the, I feel the pain, the injury. I feel the, the motion of the movement. I feel the clicking of the bones that's coming back together. I feel when we're, we're we, we, today we didn't do as well. Tomorrow we will do better. You know, we're, we're, we're making our points to fix the problem. But we know and we must know and understand we cannot do it without the help of the Most Hayah, without his tender loving care. Because if he didn't love us, we wouldn't be able to even do it. Because there's no people that have ever been as broken as we have been and that we are in any nation that you can name. Do your research. Don't take my word for it. And you will discover no people, they can claim PTSD, but so can we. But PTSD, they can claim it, yes. They can claim it from, from a point of view. But we're claiming some experience. So I just wanted to take a moment to give you, um, before I go into the tapping solution, and show you how we get to the tapping solution so that we don't forget what this is really and truly all about. Because, see, that's what the Most High says to us. He says, I will forgive, but I won't forget. And if we are wise and understanding people, we have to be the same way. In our forgiving, don't forget. Don't forget what they did, but don't forget what we did. Don't forget what you did. Don't forget what I did. You know why? Because it is a, it's the puzzle. It's the pieces that come together to make it wholesome, that make it right. We got the story. We can't have, how in the world can we have half of the story and think we got the thing? We don't have that. It can't be half. So when they say, when we've been told, oh, forget about slavery, we passed that now. And they also use excuses to say, well, you know, you, your own people told you in slavery. That's not justification because if you do your homework, Yisrael, you will know the truth even to that matter. Who would have ever guessed, even as when I think about the brothers over in the land that would have sold us into slavery, who would ever have thought and guessed that we would get this treatment? You see? And when I say this treatment, I'm talking about from the time that we landed on the shores, before we even got to the shores of Americas and the Caribbean, the places we were dropped off in. Who would have ever, who could have believed the report? Hallelujah. Giving all praise and honor to the most high power. I'm going to talk about the tap solution, but I want to give my sister Joy DeGruy, uh her props that she deserves. This sister and her colleagues worked out. They worked out the way that we're going to bring the truth back to the people, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. So let's talk about this slavery for a second. It had a very fearful effect on the slave masters as well, but this is the way that it kept us bound because their 
fear was that one day we would get free and we would come after them. They feared it to the point, even when we weren't even aware of who we were, where we were, why we were there, we weren't, we, all we wanted to do was just live from one, get from one day to the next. But because of their own guilt, these people were always just like today, finding the way. Make sure they don't find their way back. Do what you got to do. You got to thwart them, stop them, don't let them, because they're going to come after us. See, that's the fear that they have. Psalms 83, as was read by Kokabia this morning, is absolutely their, that is their tread. They tread on it because they're saying we cannot allow them to become a nation ever again because they're going to come back after us because we have destroyed them, debilitated them, marginalized them, discriminated against them, disgraced them. We have stolen everything from them, their legacy, their name, their knowledge, their everything, their language. They've done it, but not without. <laughs> Let's not ever forget. Not without that the most high is in that matter. He allowed and he told, see, he warned us. I, I always say, there's nothing that most high doesn't do. He doesn't give us a little inkling of. He gave, but he gave us serious warning for generations. Israel, stop your madness. Stop what you're doing. I gave you laws. I gave you statutes. I gave you commandments. I gave you the way. If you don't obey, you're going to pay. Oh, we're just prodding along. Why? Because see, the most high spirit, and we have flesh. And so we, didn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't always stay with it. The flesh was weak. Just like today. You know, and we couldn't think straight. We couldn't keep our mind on the, on the goal. So we lost it. Literally lost it. So Dr. DeGruy, moving fast forward a little, she spells out that dread that we experience because of our disobedience. And you must, I don't know how many of you have ever read, but you need to, you know, stop for a minute, really. A lot of things we do, we watch a lot of TV, we go to the dance, we go to the movies, to the parties. Stop and read her book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing. That's what we're focused on right now, the, the healing part. But for those who don't know what the legacy of the injury is, by all means, take a moment and go back and review. And then I'm quite sure you'll also be able to couple some of the things that you've already seen in your own life, that you, like Dr. King, was able to review that tumultuous past. Because let me tell you, it's important to know where you come from so we can know where we're going. So our tumultuous past has almost ceased to be taught in our homes anymore because the ability to control our families have been divided and destroyed for the lack of knowledge, most I said it. Dr. DeGruy, an angel sent by Yah, this is my tradition, my addition of, of, of who I think she is, okay, had a time getting her theory of the trauma attributed to black people. Huh, very hard to get it through. But you know what she did? <laughs> she went back 
and she did the homework from asking us all to do. She found, she went through and found the intricate works of stating the facts of the white man's sick history, the stunning facts of their acts of cruelty. Hmm. You know, watching this impeachment fiasco, <laughs> my spirit was moved, and I recognized, and I hope that you all did. I don't know if you watched that, but I recognized how these people work. <laughs> it took me back to that Constitutional Convention of 1787. They had a vote just like they had yesterday. The vote was on the floor after they went through hours and days of, you know, fighting it out, you know, trying to figure out what to do. But they were trying to figure out what to do in their situation with their component. But there was a time in, in 1787, they was in the constitutional fight about what to do about the slaves, <laughs> what to do about us. You know that they actually... The record shows that all the states decided we're going to abolish slavery, all but one. Which one do you think that was? Well, no need to guess because we can go to the books and find it. We can go to the state and find it. It was South Carolina. They said, no, we are not going to eliminate slavery. We're not giving our slaves up. So because <laughs> the founding fathers could not and refused to let South Carolina go on its own. They all turned their vote back, <laughs> even though they knew it wasn't right. They said, all right, we're going to table this and come back to it at another time. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> that other time that they finally came back to it, I'm going to tell you, we've been abused to the point of almost no return. So I say they determined that this was somehow okay to continue. But how were they able to deal with their guilt? How are they able to deal with their, their guilt? Well, Dr. Bruce spells that out too. She talks about the cognitive dissonance, what I told you all about. So believe me, while we're going through it on one side, <laughs> there are those that are going through it on the other side. And believe me, I'm not giving. I, I'm I'm not uh, here asking you to forgive uh, anybody who's done you so wrong. But what I'm asking you to do is know the facts. Know the facts. Because, see, the Most High is going to take care of his part. We got to take care of our part. And that's real. That's real for us. So fast forwarding, all of what they have been taking from us that the Most High is allowing us to get back. He's allowing it to come back bit by bit because it is a part of our bethinking ourselves in the land of our captivity. So, detoxing, <laughs> in many ways, detoxing is what we are striving to do. Physically, yes. Mentally, yes. Spiritually, yes. Psychosomatically, yes. 
because the mind and the body work together. We, we need to do it so physical because we need to come together with one another. And how do we do that? We're so toxic sometimes in our relationships with each other that how can, we, how can we do it? Well, let me tell you what I already know and you already know. You cannot change another person. That you cannot do. But can you change yourself? Can you change what's inside of you? How difficult is that? I would say on a scale of, of, of ten, not 1 to 10, 0 to 10, it's 10. It's very difficult because we've been conditioned, brainwashed. We've been given things that hmm, we know now as, we try, as we're coming out of those things that have been so detrimental, that have been so inbred that we die with it. Multi-generational, we've passed it on to our children and our children's children. We've been taught religion, which is the opiate of the people. We've been given it so to the point that even when we now go into this detoxing, this detoxification, it is mentioned that religion was one of the gateways to keep us from using our creativity that was keeping us back from learning how to heal ourselves. We are we're so dependent on someone else to save us. That's why Christianity is such a terrible thing for us, to save us, that we wouldn't even attempt to save ourselves. Isn't that amazing? Looking for someone else to tell us we're sick without any remedy, without any recourse, to save and heal ourselves. I pray the Most High will forgive us for that. And that's a part of the punishment. But now, the Most High said, I'm opening the doors. Come out. Come out. Come out wherever you are. So wherever we are, the Most High works with us. And that is the blessing. Don't forget it. Don't lose it. And let's get back on the, on the right track. Now, According to the American Academy of Family Physicians, two-thirds, one-third, two-thirds, only three-thirds, two-thirds of office visits to a family doctor, now we're going to move forward now, are for stress-related symptoms, even heart attacks. So we have a lot of craziness going on, lots of it. So they themselves say that they were blocked because the church feared that any study of mood or emotions might tread on followers' belief and their faith, potentially threatening the church's consideration. <laughs> their, their power was so strong that they were blocking you doing anything to help yourself. They experience it, too, because you know what? When you put out something to hurt somebody, remember when the drug epidemic, when the drugs came into our neighborhood, it was supposed to kill black folks. But guess what happened? White folks died, too. But they, too, became involved in it. So this is the same exact concept, that they, the core concept, made it impossible for them to even 
come out of the dilemma that they put us in. <laughs> so die, yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, human is still flesh. And flesh comes, most high makes flesh. Most high spirit, he makes flesh. They were not able to overcome, okay, this blocking. So time and centuries passed. Medicines came about. So now it was the big farmer. The big farmer said, oh, no, you are not going to take my money away. So they prescribed the same blocking, even as we experience today. So how are we going to heal? Well, we're depending on these edifices, these um, manifestations that hold us down, that keep us sick. How, we, how can we heal? Well, there were those who said, look, huh, we'll come out of the churches then. All right, we'll stop taking the medicine then. And, of course, many of them were persecuted for doing so. But you can't kill everybody. So Eastern philosophy were the ones that, that brought it out. Okay, so now in the West, they began to explore those Eastern philosophies. And who are we? Think about it. We are Eastern people. So by doing so now, they brought forth, they still brought out the understanding of the human body and the mind and how they work together. So that has been, you know, uh, revolutionary and has now come back, is coming back to us as we begin to see, mm-hmm, okay, we're unblocking, we're being, the Most High is unblocking those uh, elements that held us back. He's demystifying this information for us so that we can connect our mind and our body. Hallelujah. I hope that I haven't been too long with it and you understood that because that's real important that we now start to connect those dots. You know, I hear our sister Adira, she talks about it all the time. You know, she talks about it all the time. All I want to do right now is put into your understanding, into your mind, because it's going to sound like that's too simple. That can't be real. That you can begin tapping on your own body, okay, and making a connection to your own mind about the things that are bothering you, about how to unblock the psychological state of mind. Because people today experiencing something that's called chronic stress. And, you know, our stress has to be that the fact that we get so busy trying to make it from day to day that we hardly have time to think about what is hurting us. We hardly have time to think about our, our injuries and pain. So we perpetually chase by a tiger all the time. Get it done. Move around. Get Okay incredibly packed schedules that we have, okay? And there's a list of stressors. <laughs> a lot of times we, we only think about the anger and the fear, but there are so many others that we just don't tap into. So today we're just going to look at a few of what those things are so that we can be aware. And when you become aware of things that are happening within your body and your mind, 
You can deal with them. You can work with them. But when you don't have the time to consider it, it just keeps spiraling out of control. Let me see if I can find. I'm going to find these um, stress factors. So, that, And I know we know them. We know them. And why we get dis-ease and why we have pains and why we have headaches and why we have bad relationships and stay in them and don't move forward and don't can't move one way or the other because we are stuck. And we can get unstuck. All right. Tapping. Mm-hmm. Tapping. Whew. I tell you, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And you know who's doing the tapping? We're tapping. We're tapping our own body. The Most High made our bodies. He gave them to us. Whose body should you be tapping but your own? But well, we weren't taught that way. We were taught that we got to go to a man or a woman or somebody else and let them tap you. The first thing that happens when you go into a doctor's office and you tell them that you're having some, some, some disorder, some pain, something is going wrong, is that they take a little hammer out and they tell you to sit up on the, on the, you know, you, you know, sit up on the bed, whatever, and they, your feet are dangling and they take this little thing and they tap you right up underneath your knee, right here on that little knee part. And when your knee jumps and they do the other side and your knee jumps, they measure that jump, and they can tell you your body is out of alignment. Your body and your mind are not in sync. They're not working together. So huh, they want to know your side effects, the side effects that come from those symptoms. How does your physical body feel? Have you been, what have you been diagnosed with? Do you have any pain in your body? They want us now as a part of going through this exercise to fill in all your visible, tangible issues, okay? Every, ta- every tangible issue, you need to list, put it down. Don't, do, don't cheat yourself any further. The branches are your emotions. What are you feeling on a daily basis when you wake up in the morning? How do you feel? When you go to bed and sleep at night, how do you feel? Think back over the last day and write down any negative emotions you have experienced. Do you feel any specific negative emotions about your body, about your dis-ease, dis-ease about your overall health? The trunk are the events. What are the events, both current and past, regarding your physical body or dis-ease that bothers you? When did your problem start? That's a real important question, you know. That's a real important question. Because we have issues in our tissues. Yes, it's true. But when they begin to manifest, when they come to life, you need to go back and look. We need to go back and check that barometer. See when that was. What? was going on around that time. You know, Kokavi talked about this morning the the tragic event of losing a brother that left left such a legacy, his family, his daughter, and all those that went along. It's almost in, in fab, unfathomable. How? Why? That's the question. Nobody wants to say that that's really the question. Why? But that's beyond us at this point. To know why, you everybody, there's 100 million theories. You can see they're all coming out. 
But the point is that it happened and that we're dealing with it. So that's another stress factor that is added on to our lives, the things that are going on around us, the time that we begin to feel more stress, more diseased, more trauma. So along with everything else that's added to those external factors, they come and they play a part on what's happening to ourselves. So there's a thing in this tapping for grief. That's real important to know. And my sister who's over here, who's over there, who's now comes the grief of their family of losing a mother. Huh. That's a, that's a serious, that loss, and I can tell you from experience, and many of you can, that loss is deeper and, and, and goes deeper and lasts longer than you could ever, ever imagine if you've never experienced it. But there are ways that we have to find to get past it. We say it's time. Time does help us in healing. But now we're finding out that there's some other things that we can do as well. Time, tapping, okay? The roots, limiting beliefs. This is real, this is real interesting. What are your limiting beliefs in terms of your health and wellness? Do you say... Well, I got it now, that's, and that's it. How do you see your own body in, in, in terms of moving from state to state? You know, do you give, do you, your mind says, I'm done, or does your mind say, I'm fighting? Does your body say, come on, let's get together and fight this thing? What did your doctor tell you that you now believe to be true? What do you believe about your physical condition? Honesty is crucial here. So again, forcing yourself to be positive will work against you and your body. Get real and get it all out. In other words, don't tell yourself a lie. You know, I know brother used to say, uh, if you um, if you lie to yourself, okay, you wreck yourself. Because the Most High already knows all the truth. So ain't no need to lie to yourself. That makes no sense. But once you tell yourself the truth and get it all out, yep, I smoked for 15 doggone years. You know, I got this thing going on now, you know, where I need some extra oxygen, COCPD, whatever it is. In other words, do not pity yourself. Tell yourself the deal, the whole truth. It's not that it's not going to be emotional. It should be but that it's going to be real because truth is what is what makes change. It starts the, the ball of change right there. Then you can move on to create the deep and authentic energy your body needs to help itself heal. So you need energy. This is that energy psychology that we're talking about. Now, when you are done, step back and take a look at your tree. This is a brief summary of your body-mind. Right now, these emotions, symptoms, events, and limiting beliefs are what you will use tapping to clear once and for all in order to make way for a healthier, more energetic, and vibrant you. You say, wow, you mean to tell me that all these years and generations that I could have done something to help myself and I didn't know 
that it was right here hidden in plain sight? Cain, absolutely. Your healing tapping tree is a great visual reminder to tap on more than your symptoms. To harness the full healing power of tapping, you have to tap through your entire tree, starting with the symptoms, progressing all the way down through your limiting beliefs. Hmm, that is really something. That's something that many of us do not get opportunity to do. Some of us are even afraid to do it because of what you might come up with. Hey, hey, let's not limit ourselves. The Most High is limitless. He is returning the power back to us. So why you don't think that you can tap on your own head, that you can tap on your own limbs, that you can tap on your own temples, that you can tap on your heart, that you can tap on your nose, that you can tap on your chin, that you can tap between your eyes. Hmm. And you can pronounce on yourself hmm, your injury. You can pronounce on yourself your healing. Okay, they want you to try it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say today. I want you to try it. I've tried it. My sister came online after the first uh, segment that I did on tapping, which I did uh, about three weeks ago, and she said, I don't know if any of you were there, right before she started her Hebrew portion, she said, you know, about 10 years ago, I tried tapping. She says, and it worked. She said, but I got so busy in life, got so bogged down. She said, I stopped. I just probably just put it to the side and forgot about it. You know what I told her? Pick it back up, sister. You know, because it is. It first of all, it certainly won't help. Won't hurt. You know, there was an old prophet. Uh, 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 no, there was a king in his land. And he was like, he had, he caught this leprosy. And he was like, man, I'm sick. So he sent and said, well, let me send for the prophet and see what he tell me to do. Because I got this sickness. And I, I know I got to probably go to the greatest physicians of the land and find my way and get my, you know, do whatever they tell me to do. And he's waiting for this long uh, diagnosis and, and prognosis. He's waiting for this long thing to come back. And what the prophet told him to do, said, look, Go out there to Jordan, dip seven times. The king sent him back a message, are you for real? He says, I got the best rivers and, and stuff running right over here. You want to tell me to do that? I can go jump in my own. He said, no, you got to do it whatever I'm telling you to do it. You go come to the Jordan and jump, do it seven times. And you know what? He didn't come right away. Same thing with Israel. We are that way too. We didn't come right away. Now, I don't believe that. Oh, that's too simple. But when he finally said, you know what? His, his people told him, said, you know what? Maybe you need to listen. And he finally did it. And guess what? There was the cure. So sometimes we think that things are so far from us. And we can't reach it. Can't touch it. And it'd be right there with us all the time. You know, personal peace. There's something called a personal peace procedure. I love it. These people, I'm going to tell you something, they have made, no. they have gone through every expense to heal themselves because you know what? They did a terrible wrong, what they did to us. And we 
perpetuate that wrong by what we continue to do to ourselves and each other. One of the things I got to tell you this, I got to tell you this because I know you're not going to believe it. This is not just about injury in terms of physical. This has to do with much further than that. And I want to read this. Fill in your timeline with a list of all of the bothersome events you can remember from the period in your life, from birth, from zero to five years, from six to ten years, and continue on in those segments. Don't be surprised if you find yourself with a list of a hundred items or more. If you've been living on this planet for more than a few years, you've more, more likely acquired a variety of bothersome moments. Include anything that has a charge of a four or higher on your, on your list when you're looking through all your bodies. You can tap on smaller issues later, but for now, work on the big ones. And you'll often find the small ones will fade away when you work on the big ones. Don't forget to include relationships with siblings or anyone else who's lived in your house with you, your school experience from kindergarten through college, and other traumas, illnesses, accidents, hospitalizations, and so on. Continue the nature of the relationship. Consider them in your life with your mother, your father, your friends, and other significant figures. What did you learn or tell yourself about these events and relationships? Don't lie to yourself now. What did they teach you about yourself, others, or the world? Remember, you can tap and clear the negative lessons you took on as a result of these events. While making your list, you may find that some events don't seem to cause you any current discomfort. That's okay. List them anyway. The fact that you remember them suggests a need for a resolution. Is that the deepest thing that you've heard? I hope and pray that it is, but I hope that it resonates within your soul. On the, the prayer line page, I have put the man who wrote this book, and I told you about him. He's, his name is um, Nick Ortner. Okay? He's a uh, he, he did a documentary on the tapping solution. We probably didn't see it, but we can look it up now. We're going to see it now. But let's see if we can heal this body. Let's see if we can't demystify the mind and body connection. Let's see if we can't put it together. Let's see if we can't get physical within our own selves. We touch, you know, it's so amazing because what they did to us in slavery, they touched our bodies, but they touched our bodies so inappropriately that now that we're afraid to touch our own. They even taught us that that could be, that, that's a, if you touch your own body, that leads to uh, uh, mal, maladaptive behaviors, all that crap, which is not true. The Most High made us, he made us in this body for a reason. The body protects the mind and protects the membranes and all the other parts of, of that that go along with it. So therefore, we have a right to touch our own bodies. Isn't that wonderful? That is so wonderful to know. I'm just so uh, pleased that the Creator and this this book. I'm gonna tell you the truth. The information from this book fell, and I don't know how it got there into my email. It fell into my email, literally. 
I didn't do anything except just continue to pray to the Most High for more healing, for more solutions to our problems, to to, to more commitment, to more clarity, to more focus, and it fell into my lap. I refuse to hold it. I'm sharing it with you. Most High's blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise on the Motaya for this knowledge, this wisdom. And I hope you all have some feedback. Uh, raise your hand, star five star, if you have any thoughts about this PTSSD conversation we've been having this morning. And, um, or if you have any comments, just questions, whatever it is concerning what we discussed on the line this morning. Um, I was looking into tapping the other day, and I found out that people are charging buku buku dollars for this procedure to be um, taught, and they're not just teaching you how to do it. They they have a whole like seminar set up. I think it's like Duke University. Let me look, and they are charging lots of money to do these techniques on you, the tapping. Um, What led me to see this information is I started looking up, um, you know, what can you do or where does this tapping come from and what can you do, what tapping heals you, you know, tapping where, so tapping into health. Um, So I read about the emotional freedom that it brings and that these are some techniques that you're teaching or being taught to you for self-healing. So how is it that they are benefiting this greatly off of this type of program? Because people don't know. They don't understand. And so when you can relieve stress, grief, anger, fear, um, you lose weight, uh, gain weight if you need it. Whatever it is that your issue is, you can transform it yourself. So as long as we can share this information, it's not going to cost us the thousands of dollars that they're uh, charging to learn how to self-heal. Even fibromyalgia and lupus and if you have sinus problems or if you have, um, uh, what's that longest nerve in your by sciatica. I mean, they, they're claiming that this, uh, these lessons that they're going to give you can help you cure yourself from whatever. But like I said before, it's not coming cheap. These universities and colleges, and they are taking this healing modality to the next level. Um, and integrating it into uh, how we're going to charge you for it. Now, how, what are we going to do to to tap your pockets so that you can learn to tap into your healing? And that is a, a travesty. But that's why we are so grateful to what Javier Miriam is doing for us here by sharing this knowledge. You know, sometimes one person might have to pay the price. But just like the proverb said, buy wisdom and sell it not. So I thank her for bringing us this information that can go for buku dollars. 
Boku dollars. They're trying to charge you to teach you how to heal yourself. So, um, I call Yehudi. Shabbat Shalom Toda for chiming in. What's on your mind? Hallelujah. This is a very uh, profound information that is being, um, you know, talked about here. You know, for the uplifting of the Most High, for the uplifting, you know, of the nation. And um, I just think about, you know, even, um, you know, making this list. You know, really just sitting down and being truthful with yourself. And, uh, you know, just starting to, um, you know, identify the things that are, you know, that are, uh, that are left on memory with you. You know, oh, you know, um, my mother burned me with a cigarette when I was three. Whatever it is, my mother didn't burn me with a cigarette. But I'm just saying, whatever it is, and you're holding these things and, you know, subconsciously is causing you to act the way you're acting. You know, it even relates back to that question that you had earlier, Kokavia, about identifying a child, uh, you know, pedophile. You know what I'm saying? It even goes back to that as a way of even dealing with that young person, not, you know, sweeping him out or her out like um, like the leaves out of the house or the dirt off the, off the kitchen floor. You know, there are techniques, you know, that um, uh, are used for healing, you know, because, you know, it's something going on with each and every last one of us. We're so attached to this captivity. You know what I'm saying? And, and will it cost us another 40 years walking around the, you know, the captivity, the desert or whatever, the wilderness or whatever it is that we walked around or were walking around? Or can we actually heal? Can we take this knowledge and begin to really, really heal ourselves? So I just want to, you know, tell our imam, you know, for your, you know, consistent effort you know, to reveal and, and share with us the things that could, you know, heal us and make us strong before the Most High. Hallelujah. That's what I want to say. Yes, hallelujah. So that for, you know, the, the comments is really true. I, um, um, we, 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 have, we have a right to be kind of skeptical because we've been led down so many different roads that have, uh, you know, led us to nowhere or even to work, put us in worse conditions. And I am so aware of it. That's why I took a moment to think about, you know, is this and ask, you know, is this what I'm to present? Because I prayed that Bonsai will send the healing messages to us. So when this fell, it was like, is this really, you know, because, you know, the other powers be at work too, you know, be against us. Is this real? Should Is this the thing? And, um you know, what I did first before I brought it to you all is that I tried it. Uh, now, you might say, but that's only psychosomatic. Maybe that's your psychological self. But then if the psychological self works with the, with the mind, the body, and the spirit, then that's what we need. Maybe that's the part of us that we've ignored too long, uh, the psychological thing. Because I took psychology, yes, and I remember coming to my teacher most high rest his soul with Cohen Levy and telling him that I thought that our people were psychologically unwell. And he dismissed me. And I know, and, and now I'm beginning to understand more about how, why that was. The, the dismiss is that we are physical people and we have already unfortunately taken on uh, through what they taught us and how they bamboozled us, where there has to be a 
a physical person that's going to redeem us. Had to be a physical person that was going to save us. You see, so because we got that savior mentality within us, even when our, in our return, you know, we got to find ways to remove it. And because we have it, it cause us to believe that anything psychological is, um, you know, is, is a farce. So that's what we're getting. Those are the things for me. I feel excited about it because I know that our our psychological being is all tied up into into our punishment. We're punished from from every place, you know. That we, you know, so somehow the people who thought that we deserved it told us that we we didn't even have no spirit, you know. We ain't got no soul. You know, which of course we proved them wrong on that level too. And we're going to continue not so much about trying to prove them wrong, but prove the most high right. Prove us right. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah to that. All right, Dota Matana L. See your hand in the air. What's on your mind today? Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpaka. Shabbat Shalom. I've been listening all morning, but the segment right here, this is this is one of my favorite segments because the things that she be saying um, that we all need to do in order to help heal ourselves so that we can grow and move on as a family. You're right, Kokaria. Those things people have made, um, we call it life, uh, life, not life lessons. They have made jobs out of these things. They call them coaches. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can coach you where you can um, unblock. There's one one lady that's always in my in my um, ear all the time. I mean, I must have signed up for something one time, and she's always in my ear. And the same thing that my sister is bringing forth to us on how to heal and how to um, grow and how to be back in tune with the Most High and how we have to get rid of all that, all those blockages that we have going on. That's the same type of thing that these people, like she said, they, they now they have figured out that they have done so much wrong and then they got stuff that's blocking them from them receiving their blessings. And so they're trying to self-heal so that they can get their blessings too. She's absolutely correct. These people make millions of dollars Offer anything that we have that seems to be something that we don't feel is perfect or something that's holding us back, and they feed on that. And so what Dota is doing, she is making it so that we don't have to keep giving the man, okay, <laughs> all of this chesed and all of these things. There are, um, how do we call those things, uh, I'm going to call them things out there that we can utilize, and it doesn't cost a dime. It might cost maybe a couple of dollars, but I'm saying that's better than paying these people thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Every time I did the tapping back in the day, and I know the points where I need to tap and how often I got to tap, and then sometimes you can even say words with your tapping, but whatever. I learned all it is for free because I wasn't going to pay for it. But... They had people, we had the seminars, and they all got up there. Toda ya for you, my sister. 
because all of these things that you bring out are things that I already knew and I didn't put them into practice, and now I'm going to start practicing them once again because they are the best way to heal yourself, you know. And then with this segment and you being online, and if anybody ever needs anything, they know they can call upon you and you can help them through it, and then you do this not for success, but for out the kindness of your heart, come on. Yehovah who told Kohazman, Kohazman, Yehovah who told Anilo Ed Aki Enri Deago. Agora Tovadora. Agora Tora. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, listen, you know, and, and, and another point, and I, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, uh, confirmation from you, and another point is that, too, this will also help us not just about giving money to them, but it also will help us to have more faith within ourselves. In other words, we don't have to depend on man for every single thing that we need. That's what the Most High wants us to do. I just feel that this is the, one of his ways of saying, you know, come return back to me because I'm showing you, you Dang. got the power to do all these things. And that's what's very important. Dang. That's what's very important. Dang. Now, it, 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 it has to be that you form a regiment like with anything else, like the way, you know, you get up and you, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you do it. You know, there's a routine that should go along with it so that you can just um, drink in the water in the morning. Don't, don't stop doing those things because those will be enhancements to the process. So I, I, I just feel that, you know, and then let me tell you something, throughout your day. You may have tapped in the morning and you say, you know, oh, I feel so stress-relieved. Uh, uh, stress and then you get on the highway going to work and crazy stuff going on and you can't get, you late getting there and everything else, blah, 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 whatever may happen. You don't have to do it some more. Just do it again. Just remember, you, as long as you are in contact with your body, you have the opportunity to do some healing, you know? Deep, do your deep breathing hey, exercise. Do all those things yeah. you need to do. Yes, yeah. You know, eat right. Yeah. So you just got to use those phrases, okay? You saying them out loud because really what you're doing, you're, you're, you're communicating with yourself and you're communicating with the Most High. I find that when I do it, I can't help but call the Most High's name. I can't help it, you know? Because I, I'm, I'm here by, I'm here in this room, and it's just me and these walls, and I'm tapping. Who am I talking to? You know, people say when you talk to, and that's another thing. Stop listening to those lies that they taught us. When you talk to yourself, you're crazy. Heck no. No, you're not. You need to talk to yourself. You need to make sure that you reason it out within yourself before you take it anywhere else. When, when you're getting ready to go do a a, a well, I don't know if any of you do speeches. You stand in front of a mirror and you talk it out. You you have to do that. It's rehearsal. You know, it's part of, you know, we getting ready to go on stage, y'all. We got to be ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, speaking of which, when you said make it a habit, I also, um, you know, me, me and the internet, I, <laughs> they say that 21 days, Okay, 21 days. You do something consistently 21 days, it becomes a new habit. So with that being said, as you said, once you do it 
And if you do it consistently, because that's where I lack, uh, that's my goal, to be consistent with this thing. Once you do it consistently for 21 days, it becomes a habit. So that's only three little Mm -hmm. weeks. You know, you can do it three little weeks and you have a new habit and you have a new positive habit. And that will release some of the old habits that you had. That mm. I mean, I, 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 yeah, 21 days. That's not a long time at all. You know what I'm saying? I've been smoking mm-hmm. for 21 mm-hmm. years. In 21 days, I quit smoking. Ah, I told her, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It works. It really works. You just mm-hmm. you have to be in that mindset. I don't know. 21 days. And sometimes you get up and say, oh, I don't feel like doing it today. Uh, uh, no, wrong answer. Go ahead and do it. Okay, and even though, Cocavia, this is Cocavia. Fake it until you make it. I love that saying, 21 days. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it's time to start making some new habits. It's time to start eating better. It's time to start thinking much better. It's time to start making goals and plans. And we can start by tapping ourselves into a good healing process. Let's let's start healing, family. I thank you, Emi. Wonderful, wonderful job. We're gonna hear more from uh Dora Masana El. I know y'all y'all ready to hear her voice again. Yeah, and um, I just but I just wanted say, you to finalize your thoughts, Emi Miriam, yeah. so that we can move forward to the next segment and told out again for your comments and, and concerns, everyone. Okay. I um just wanted to uh, reiterate what my sister said is very true and that there are tapping, you want to tap through certain points of the body, and I just wanted to give you what they were. I'm also going to put a picture up um, on the Facebook page, and also, and if you want one, let me know. I'll put it on your on your page or wherever you want it. It's called um, uh, the EFT sequence, and it's your eyebrows, the side of your eye, under your eye, under your nose, your chin, your collarbone, your underarm the top of your head, and then there's the karate chop on the side of your hand. Where, when you're on the side of your hand where the pinky is, you know, and you tap with the other hand, you know, using your fingers. And just, you know, just do it. It's your body. Touch it. Tap it. Just remember to uh, phrase out, your, your, out loud, you know, what it is. That is that you're tapping for, you know. So choose. They said start from the the hardest issue, and work. And you you said you, you have to even work your way down, but start from your hardest issue. Okay. If it's your relationship, if it's your uh, pain in your body, your headache, if it's your job, if it's your boss, if it's whatever it is that really seems to be putting the pressure on you, you are going to ease that going to ease it because most of the stuff you can't do anything about. When I mean you can't do anything about, you cannot physically go and remove your boss from his job. But you can relieve yourself of whatever indignation might be coming your way. Hey, I'm free of that. Because since we're not, we, we don't have a pop pistol, so we ain't going nobody shoot nobody. We don't, we don't have those items or means in our hands to do anything really to anybody and we should not even try but for yourself for your own well-being tap you tap yourself hallelujah
Yeah, you could say that again, Torahua, for this beautiful morning, Torah, for this beautiful exchange of words. And um, it's not just words. These are things that's going to help us get energized, pumped up, ready for the next segment. Yeah, are you all ready? Because I know she's ready. Daughter Matana L has the Hebrew word of the day lined up for you all. We missed her last week. Hope you all use the words that were provided to you all. And now we get an opportunity to see what you know. Okay, maybe not. We're just going to get an opportunity to hear from Dota Masana L again. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Stay blessed. Okay, let's try that again. Because it seems as though Sar missed his cue. All right, Sar, this is the Hebrew word of the day. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Anach numera brin ivrit. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat shalom, Pa'am. And for the record, I think you need to teach your nephew, Alsar, a new Hebrew sentence. Please. I'm begging you. Okay. Shabbat shalom, Toda. I already know how you do it, but you can tell the world. Tell us again how you do it. Oh, Shabbat shalom. Listen, I was just thinking the same thing, but um, in his defense, Anachnu Devarim We are speaking Hebrew. That's what the whole segment is about. So uh, we can now say Anachnu Alondim Hebrew. We are learning Hebrew. So now that is his second sentence. He already knows how to say things in Hebrew. He knows different sentences, but that's his fallback sentence anytime he's in a pinch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 
Look, that was hilarious, Dota. Oh, my goodness. I think that that is his fallback sentence that get him out of the clutch. Whatever he's in a pickle, a jar, or anything, that is the fallback sentence. So I... I think he was in the middle of Israel trying to order a sandwich and couldn't get it right. So he said, I'm not doing it. I bleed you in the face. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's my sauce. That's what he does. All right. That's what he well, says. Welcome. And nobody. <laughs> he's take it from him. No, he's going to make it. He's no, going to make that the conversation piece, and I appreciate it, but we're going to have to add another sentence. It took you 10 years to master that. How long is it going to take for you to master the next sentence? I'm just saying, Sark. I'm just saying. Oh, so oh that's I. not fair. He, he has another assistant. He did. He, he said, ain't leave there, I go. don't have no worries. Leave him alone. He has no worries. I worry free. I'm going to leave him right alone. Okay. Move it right Hold along. Bokwitov, Dota. Shabbat shalom and welcome back. Shabbat shalom. Cain, Yehovah, Hutoko, Hasman. Okay, this is this is the positive uh, part about it. I love the thing about um, the eye openings this morning when you, uh, the eyebrows and, you know, your eyes. That was your first lesson for the day. Um, you, you opened your eyes. You was able to blink your eyebrows. <laughs> my my niece has issues. What? <laughs> I understand the concept. Listen, Dota. Because you started on your tapping, I didn't start my tapping yet. All right, I still got some healing to do. Go back to shot. Oh, I'm gonna do my tapping. <laughs> and I and I had the uh, the. Um, I'm going to say the ability, okay? Even though all things and everything comes through my, the most high, he works some things through men. So I've ha- I have the ability within me to go ahead on and um, what do you call that, a cure or heal myself, but all the healing comes from the most high. But he had, makes it where I can do it, you know, myself, without having to go to, okay, the uh, routine. You know, so I'm going to heal myself. Through Yah, I will heal myself. So I'm going to start my tapping again, and I'm going to do it for my shoulder because that's the um, issue that I'm having um, the most problems with these days. So I just want to say that. Now, Ms. Parker, you all were uh, missed last week. Unfortunately, I just couldn't. I was just in that was in that much pain, and then the uh, medicine that they gave me knocked me out. So I wasn't really too good for anybody. But through it all, Yahweh always shines, and I would like to give him all my honor, praise, and glory, and exaltation because he is truly good unto Israel and all those who call upon his most high and holy name. So even though you get your blessing, also others get their blessings as well, you try out. Just be grateful for whatever the most high gives you. I need a CF Toda. I am grateful. Okay. I need a at he ma ha roka means I know where my blessings come from. And I want to thank you. I need Rosa. 
And I want to thank you, Yehoah, for all those blessings. We usually start off with our mantra, but it's been updated, and it's part of our lesson for today. So I'm going to the second Tefillah in our Tefillah list. Anah Yehoah, lihio iti hayom haze, likmok oti batrim ki ani rotala asot basadikwa, ta azoli lehisha er alhanati hanakon, ta azoli yesh makshavot ki ziyot. Haratzon ka ya ase, im koko ka ya ni yachain la Yehoah shavako. Hallelujah. Please, y'all, be with me this day. Support me in the things that I want to do in righteousness. Help me to stay on the right path. Help me to speak positive thoughts. Your will, y'all, will be done. With all my might, I will give unto Yehovah his praise. Hallelujah. Yah, ulai et ha melim ha ele, sheha peshali bavakusha. Ele makshavot sheha levi bavakusha atagam. Atazuri wego ali, yeshli et hako akli snot. La aso zaman avuria, wehu ya ase zaman bishvilka, ani ohebit et at me. I love myself. Ani salakli at me. I forgive myself. Ani chai. I'm alive. Arenu me, excuse flika, areni we mukana. Lehit modod im odiod. And I am prepared and ready to face another day. Ani bishwita me la al hamak shabot shel le we al amu akti. Toraya al ko divarim. Yah, may these words of my mouth please you. May these thoughts of my heart please you also. You are my rock and my redeemer. I have the power to change. Take time for y'all, and he'll take the time for you. I love myself. I forgive myself, and I accept myself. I'm alive, alert, and ready to face another day. I'm in complete control over my thoughts and my mind. Thank you, Yah, for all things. Hallelujah. Anaya b'vakusha, lihiot iti hayom hase, ta'azor li, lihiot ki yihiot, lehish pa'i ko adam ki anibaa, Ivarek <laughs> As abu kege edye bli ashma. As ani lo eshen beko kakke dado neged al anashin o et hatorato. Baruk shem shel yakua. Shevachya haadia. Hallelujah. Anaya, please be with me this day. Help me to be a positive influence on each and every person that I come in contact with today. Bless my mouth to speak only kindness and let wisdom be on my lips. I give you and only you the thanks for all that you do for me. And now, Yehoah, keep me from the sins I want to commit. May they not be my master. Then I will be without blame. 
Then I will not be guilty of any great sin against people or your Torah. Blessed be the name of Yehoah. Praise the mighty Yah. Ani lehalel et I will extol Yehoah at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Yeah, I know I don't need to worry for you are with me. All of my concerns I lay at your feet. Every day will be a victorious day. For you, Yah, will fight my battles on my behalf. I am so grateful. I am appreciative. I have an attitude of gratitude. With all my might, I will give unto Yehoah his praise. Hallelujah. Im Yehoah, ani yakola le'asot kol yivarim. Ya ani makunah lichyom hasei. Ani metsuyad bekol ma she'ani sariket. Ani vrasheli. Yesh li na'alayim shel shalom. Ani lo hozeket lehadig. Ani lo itain la'anashim Nick knows at Kintati. I'm not going to give anybody my, I'm not going to let anybody take my happiness, my joy from me. I'm not going to give it to you. It's mine, so I'm going to keep it. Hallelujah. Nehedar, great. Nehedar, wonderful. Nehedar, magnificent. Is Yehoah Chokai Akshar, Kami. Is Yehoah my power, now as always. With Yehoah, I can do all things. I am ready for this day. I'm equipped with all that I need. I am empowered. I have my shoes of peace. I'm not going to get upset, and I'm not going to let people steal my joy. To Yehovah goes all the glory. Great, wonderful, magnificent is Yehovah, my power, now as always. Hallelujah. Yehovah, apahokokai, you're my life. I need mechabedek osa. I need ohebet osa. I need botakat osa. Ani rape oti, ani lihio iti, ana bare oti. Yehoa huto kohasman, kohasman, Yehoa huto, ani lo ed ati ain li deago. Hallelujah. Yehoa, you are my strength. You're my life. I respect you. I love you. I trust you. Please heal me. Please be with me. Please bless me. Yehoa is good all the time. All the time, yeah. He is good. I will not worry because I have no worries. Blessed be Yah. Yehoah, Kokale Meleki. My power and my God. I need to attain it. Oh, and my king, sweet God. I need to attain it. Lakatora I give you thanks for all things and everything. Animodalaka Ahai. Animodalaka al shehiv techati. They took him be mesek kol hakika. Animodalaka al sheheir oto havokuir. Animodalaka Yehoah al mispati. I give you thanks, Yehoah, for my family. 
hatafilati avurin he haganu shelka with ahaba. My prayer for them, okay, is that you bless them or that you keep them and that you um, protect them with your protection and your love. Na shamor alehem betukin. Please, y'all, bless them with peace of mind. Na, livorek otam yesh yom modin. Bless them to have an awesome day. Letet bratron ka ya Your will, ya will be done. Jehovah, my power, my king, I give you thanks for all things and everything. I thank you for my life. I thank you for keeping me safe throughout the night, and I thank you for waking me this morning. I thank you, y'all, for my family. My prayer for them is your protection and love. Please watch over them. Please keep them safe. Please bless them to have peace of mind. Please bless them to have an awesome day. Your will, Yah, will be done. Hallelujah. Shabbat et Yaha Adia. Praise Yah. No, sleep Yah. Praise the mighty Yah. Because he is worthy to be praised. Rachamim shalom lishbol lenesah. Ani modala Yehoah avi yonelaki. Al kol hafarim wehakol. Ani modala ka al keset ka haokei. Ah, your love and your kindness. Ani modala ka al shehi shehi. Kedish mechuman ka kedi lishyot meduli we me kapas oti yesh la kwakat etze ke muvan me alayo aval lo ani many take it for your love and your protection that the Most High put upon you or He provides for you many take it for um, granted. I don't. Hashavakim ka tamid ye al ha kayim kayom. Animodala ka al shakrit nasi. I thank you, Yah. Or I give thanks to Yah for peace of mind. Sham yesh harmony, Yah, ye shalom. Sham ye shalom, yesh ahava. Aniyoda at menim. I know where my blessings come from, and I thank you, Yah. Nehedar, great. Nehedar, wonderful. Nehedar, magnificent. At Yehoah, Hakokai. Is Yehoah my power? I don't worry because I have no worries. Yehovah who told Kohasman, Kohasman, Yehovah who told Shavachiah, Ha'adiah, Ha'luyah. Praise the mighty Yah, for he's worthy to be praised. His mercies endure forever. I give you thanks, Yehovah, my Father and my King, for all things and everything. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for taking the time to be mindful of me and looking out for me. Some take it for granted, but not me. Your praise, Yah, will always be on my lips. I thank you for life this day. I thank you for peace of mind. Where there is harmony, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is love. I know where my blessings come from, and I thank you. 
great, wonderful, magnificent is Yehoah, who is my power now as always. I don't worry because I have no worries. Yehoah is good all the time, all the time Yehoah is good. Praise the mighty Yah, hallelujah. I release all negative thoughts that drain my energy. I think positive, I speak positive, or I speak positively, I am positive. I will concentrate on all the good in my life and be ever so grateful for all that I have. All blessings come from Yehoah. From the womb to the tomb, I will give Yehoah his praise. I am appreciative. I am beautiful. I am blessed by the best. I am caring. I am confident. I am dependable. I am elegant. I am fantastic. I am grateful. I have an attitude of gratitude. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wise. I am intelligent. I am jubilant. I am kind. I am lovable. I am mindful. I am outstanding. I am perfection. I am quality. I am reliable. I am selflessness. I am trustworthy. I am vibrant. I am worthy. I am wonderfully made and highly favored. My zealousness is for Yah. Hallelujah. 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 Hayom Hazeh Yeshli Od Tafilot. And I also have what I found, or what I, you know, y'all, I read a lot. But there are three attitudes, they say, that um, come along with your prayer. So we're going to go over this today real quickly. Let's speak up. <clears throat> Beth Adair, let us get started. Yehoah Hutov, Kohasman, Kohasman, Yehoah Hutov, Ani lo ed asi ain li beyako. Ani erket et Yehoah ko eik, hashavako yishiget, lelo hara av subtai. Yehoah is good all the time, all the time, Yah is good. I will not worry because I have no worries. I will extol Yehoah at all times. His praise will continually be on my lips. That's our vocabulary. Heavenly. Shemia. Shemia. Sheen. Mem. Yod. Yod. Humbly. Hakna'a. Hakna'a. Hey. Ka. Noon. Ayan. Hey. Hakna'a. Roof. A roof. Gag. Gag. Gamel, Gamel, confess or acknowledge. Hoda, Hoda, Hey, Wav, Dalit, Hey, Hey, Wav, Dalit, Hey. My sin, Cheti, Cheti, comes from Quak, of, what is it? A sin offering, Quata. So Cheti, Quata, all of, all of that has to do with sin. So, um, Cheti is my sins, and that is Chet, Tet, Ayan, Yod. Nope. Let's try that again. Chet, Tet, Aleph, Yod. Known. I like this word. Yadua. Comes from Yada'at, which means I know. Yodea, which is uh, masculine for the same, for the same phrase. So, that is that word, and the root of that is yod dalit wa ayin. Again, yod dalit wa ayin. Yadua. Perfect. 
which we all call short on perfection, but it's okay. Perfect. Mushlam. Mushlam. Memshin Lamed Memsofi. Again. Memshin Lamed Memsofi. Fall short. Fall short. Meet Quatsir. Meet Quatsir. Fall short. Mem Tafuf Vade Resh. Mem, and I put a Mem Sofi. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I just did. I used a Mem Sofi. So it's Mem Tafuf Vade Resh. Meet Quatsir. Fall short. Prayer attitudes. Im dot to feel Im dot to feel Im dot, which is attitudes, is ayan mem dalit wav tav. Again, ayan mem dalit wav tav. To feel which is your prayer, and that is tav fe lamed he. Tav, fe, lamed, he, tafila. Acceptance, acceptance, kwabala, kwabala. That word reminds me of my brother-in-law, may he rest in peace. He would say words like that, that it would mean one thing and he'll convince you that it means something else. That's just how powerful his suggestion, his thought of suggestions was. Okay, but this word acceptance, kabala, that is a kuf, a bait, a lamed, he. Kuf, bait, lamed, he, kabala. Persistence, persistence, hat, mada, hat, mada. And that is he, tav, mem, dalit, he. And that is the Ivri part as well as the Otsiyamazin. Now, I have discovered Shalosha, which is three, Imdot Tafila, prayer attitudes, that I would like to share, Mikwaluk, with you all. The first one, or attitude one, is Echad, one. Okay. It's Kwabala. And Kwabala, we know, is acceptance. And acceptance is, y'all knows better than what you know. Y'all knows better than you what your needs are. Okay? Shatayim, this is also our prayer attitude. Imuna, which is faith. Imuna shaleya. Imuna shaleya, okay, means complete faith. But imuna is the faith part. Trust and pray. Without a doubt, that Yah will hear you. Keep in mind that no is an acceptable answer. Prayer attitude three, Shalosha, is hot mada, which is persistent, which is also, uh, what's that a word I said earlier? Oh, boy, I can't think of it. Continuity, but that's not what I said. But that's the same process, you know, Persistence means that you just keep, you just keep at it, you keep at it, keep at it, and so that's persistence. So this word right here, hatmara, meaning persistence, and this is the concept that comes along with that. It means keep on asking, 
keep on seeking, keep on striving, and most of all, keep on praying. By that meaning that if you don't get it right then and there, don't give up on it, okay? Remember, no is an acceptable answer. And also remember that Yah knows better than what you knows better than you what your needs are. Okay, because we're flesh, he's most powerful, okay? And and he is he's the most high, he's the most powerful. He created all things, even the things that you feel that you need, he already knows what you need. Okay? So trust in him to give you what it is that you need and not what it is that you asking for. Just keep in mind, sometimes what you're asking for is not what you need. And remember, low is an acceptable answer. Best of dear Mishpaka. With that being said, let us get into today's lesson. And we're going to start out with our mantra, which we didn't hear earlier. And it goes, Elion Hasakuro Boresha Kodibarim, Baraka Oti, Baraka Otan, We Baraka Divrim Old. Ani Hoa, they call Akshoka, We Ata Ta Azoli Le Havin, Ze, Big Lauche Ata, Zo Hasiba, She Ani, Yako, I say, um, Yakola, Lihio Ko, Ma She Ani, Tain Lako. Most high, most powerful, creator of all things. You created me, you created us, and you created more things. I exist in your power. And you help me to understand that because you are is the reason that I can be all that I am. That all that I am, praise God. Let all that I am praise Yah. Hallelujah. The next two are additional prayers. And those are Akhafilot. And the first prayer reads, Abba Shemaya, Heavenly Father, Ani Ba'a, Ba'hakana, La Quacate, the Sek Zaman, Kedi, La Motora, Al Haakamin, Wehakase, Shelka, Tora Al Briotti, Nishpati, Kaverin, Hagag, Me Al Harosh, Weko, Ma She Hayali, Koshaba, Kavo, Utan Utila. La Yahoa Koka Umaki Aksha Wetami. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I come to you as humbly as I know how. I confess my sins known and unknown to you this day. Yah, you know I am not perfect, and I fall short every day of my life. 
I want to take time off to say thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for my health, my family, my friends, the roof over my head and everything that I have. All praise, honor, and glory to you, Yah, my power and king, now and evermore. Hallelujah. Shabbat. Yah ha'adiyah. Praise the mighty Yah. Yahoah. Modalaka al hayoshi. Shahayom hasit. Yah tora al hatipu ha'oheb shelta. Yah. Ani modalaka she hahita shalomi kese ani be mehuma. Ya tora laka she yahita ha or shali bama bama komot kashi queen. Yotir metal tora yahoa she rika ka alaya we call me. Shekore lishmak, lishmika lishmek, hakar vor reya, we ha kwa dosh be yotea. Ko ha shavakim, hakavod, we ha hilale ish, had kazak be yotea. Bashamayim, we gam, ba adama. Yeah, thank you for the beauty of this day. Thank you for your loving care. Yah, I thank you for being my peace when I am in turmoil. Yah, thank you for being my light in the dark places. Most of all, Yah, thank you for having mercy on me and all those who call upon your most high and holy name. All praises, honor, and glory to the most powerful being in both heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Besedea mishpaka, gamarti. Gamarti, I'm finished. But it also means I'm through, I'm done, it's over, it's a wrap. Zomkerta means nehedar, 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 kujahoa, hokai, umalki, akshalki, mochami. Always remember. Great. Wonderful, magnificent is Jehovah, my power and my king, now as always. Call me a king. Also, Davar Kiyuzi, Tashi, Tisha Er Kiyuzi, Tasho Kiyuzi, Big Loud Jehovah Ku Kiyuzi. Shabbat Shalom, Hakol. Also, speak positively, stay positive, think positively, because Jehovah, he is positive. He is positive. Shabbat shalom, Mishpaka. Shabbat shalom. Hallelujah. Torah, Torah. Shabbat shalom to you as well. Great job. Great job. So that's what we missed, huh? Well, it's all good. I get the chance to to go to the uh, prayer line page and do a recap. Get to go to uh, Hebrew for Beginners and do a recap. I get to go to Dodai's page, my personal page, or the prayer line page, um, com. What a wonderful, hey. wonderful, wonderful lesson. Oh, dear millions, the vocabulary is so uh, detailed for us. And I recognize 
one of those uh, words uh, because it's my brother's middle name, Hakna. Uh, humbly. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was who, pretty cool. Who, I was who, like, hey. Which brother? Which brother? You don't know Tyel's middle name is Hakna? Mm. Uh-uh. I never knew that. I just knew Tyel. Oh, That's all my I knew. Goodness. Hey, that's Tyel Hop. His name is Walk Humbly. His name means Walk Humbly. Tyel Hopna. I like So that, that was a that was an excellent story. I pretty I pretty much appreciated it all. All the words. I have discovered something. That she didn't know her nephew's middle name was Hakna. But um no. I have I have it, Muna, you won't forget that one. I have faith and trust that you won't forget that one. Oh, I like that, though. Humbly. That's right. That's so pretty. See how it rolls off your tongue? Yeah, because, I mean, for real, his whole name is supposed to be Tyel Hakna'a. Like, how many people walk around saying, oh, my middle name is Humbly? No, no, I walk humbly before you. (laughs) My whole name is like a whole name. I walk humbly. So um, I pray that we can all walk humbly. But this story was amazing. I appreciate it. And I'm sure that he wasn't your inspiration since you had no idea that was his name. <laughs> but, um, no, my inspiration, um, okay, after I uh, realized, which I already knew, but, you know, sometimes most I put things on you and, like you say, what lesson did you get out of this? I realize that even though I strive for Muslim perfection, I am not perfect, okay? And um, I am no greater or no mightier than the next person. And you know how they say that the toothache can put down the mighty, the mightiest of people or the mightiest of men? Uh, that bone spur that I have in my shoulder, that can put you down, too, okay? I just want to let you all know I that. I know that's right. So my, inspir- <laughs> my inspiration happens to be that the power that I serve is so humongous, okay, and that he is bigger and more mightier than any of my pain, aches, and all of that. And if I give it to him, he will take it away. Okay, so that was really my inspiration for these two extra tefillo. Now, I don't know if I'm going to take the tefillo and put them along with our um, regular Shabbat tefillo. I'm not sure. I'm thinking on it. I probably would. Um, And, again, like I said, the mantra just changed a little bit, but it's still the same mantra. So it's not something that you all have to relearn all over again. It's just that the wording changed just a little bit. Because as we grow in this journey and we working together, because like I told y'all, um, I research uh, the things and I pass it on to you all. But while I'm doing my research, I also am learning, you know. And so um, what I've discovered that, you know, the more you are in tune to the most high and in tune to this language, the, okay, okay, point of fact, all right. Um, we were given a couple of questions last week at um, services to um, go home and research, whatever. One of the things that I found out is that they miss 
uh, I guess they can't, they couldn't, it had to be something that you would see, that you, okay. Achanash, I think, is the word, is the word for serpent or snake, okay? That's not the word that they use when they say that Moshe um, threw down that staff, okay, and it became a serpent. That's not the word. The word that they actually use was when he put down that staff or when, because um, we see, we visualize things better um, when you can actually see, oh, okay, I can see that's a snake and the snake, you know, ate up the other snakes. That was a crocodile, okay? He threw that staff down. That staff became a crocodile. And that crocodile ate up all the other crocodiles that the, that the magicians did. That has something to do with one of their deities also. But that's just giving away my lesson from the day. But um, that's, that's very important. So the more Hebrew we get into more and the more words that we get into and the more words that we know and we learn to know and we get to study, it broadens our um, uh, our way that we speak. And it also, it's, it's just remarkable because when I first did this um, this mantra, which was, okay, I was, um, back in Shay, and let's see, so two, four, five. It was five years ago, okay? So now five years, five years we turn the clock, and I see the same mantra with the same words, okay, that we had used in the beginning. I now see how it has involved, meaning the same thing, but the words have changed slightly. Yehovah who told Kohatman, Kohatman, Yehovah who told. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful. So you heard it here. You know, this is a beautiful time for us to learn our language. We we got to start coming up with some plans. We got to come up with some plans that they don't understand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we got to start with Alice Bay, whatever it takes. You know, if you want to change the melody, fine, but we got to get this language under our belt. At least some conversation to order a sandwich, at least. You know, Would you a leave prayer. my brother alone? Just, just I'm leave just my saying, nephew alone. I was in the mirror talking to myself. I was saying it. I didn't say Kokavia, but I should say it out loud because you can't see me in the mirror. Kokavia, you need to get it together. All right? All right? All right. Just so you know, I wasn't I wasn't picking with him anymore. I, I took the stones and I put them away. It's Shabbat. Okay. It's all about, all right. it's all about self 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 intersection. I'm thinking about me right now. I need to get it together. How about that? That sounds better, Dota? I'm not picking on them. All right, Amy Miriam. Shabbat Shalom. We want to hear what you have to say. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a flicka, a flicka. Hagamal al-Hahal. So let me tell you, we moved a long way from that one. So, so that, yeah, you know, so you've got a good one. I like that because, look, he's using in that word, when he's speaking that, he's saying medabrin. A lot of people don't realize that that is a conjugated form of dabar or daber, daber. Go ahead, Amy. Right. Come for your son. Go ahead. That's right. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's speaking some serious elite there. He's got suffixes and prefixes and going on, and yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, 
Matanel, you know, you always do such a wonderful job. You really have um, transcended, I must say. Uh, this has been years, and I'm so very proud of you. I want you oh, to come and, um, and read with me. Even, even though I know the Hebrew, I know the, the grammar, the parts of speech, because I also was an English minor in, in university. So I passed that passed on. So when I was taking the Hebrew, it was very... Um, it, it, it resonated with me so much, so I was very grateful for that. But over the years, uh, after my children came out to the Light Institute and the stress, I, I, I said it, you know, sometimes it was Hebrew, Hebrewish, mixed up, all kinds, of, but I had to get it out to them and let them know and understand I meant business. <laughs> that too, you know, that's a process that's unfortunate. We're going back. I'm getting it. I want to let you all know a little story about what happened with Tyel Hakna'ah. Tyel was born in Guyana, South America. At that time, uh, his father was in America, and he said that I should wait for him to send a name. However, he left when I was pregnant with him, so I'm waiting for a name. I said, well, it's a boy, because I didn't know it was going to be a boy or girl. Now it's a boy. I'm waiting for a name. I hear nothing. You know, the lines were like, you know, because back then, uh, telephone wasn't as, well, we didn't have any cell phones, and telephone certainly was not prevalent. There was, you know, some maybe had one phone on the block, <laughs> you know, something like that. And you had to go through the operator to get this. But well, anyway, it didn't happen. So Tyle didn't have a name for a while. Then suddenly the nurses came over from across the street that, used to, that I used to go to the clinic to, and, uh, of course, he was born at home, and the nurses were nowhere around, told Ayahoa that uh, Gavira Daria was there, delivered him in the dark on a new moon night. I never forget that. That was uh, I never forget it because the whole camp was coming back from new moon service talking about, are you there yet? Are you there yet? I said, well, he's coming. It's coming, but it's not quite. So that was wonderful, that experience. Let me tell you. The nurses came for and said, look, you, get, you, you, uh, you have to fill out some forms for this baby. You know, the, the, it's the baby, yeah. Yeah, he's the baby. Well, it's time for the baby to have a name. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have anything. I got into my Tanakh. I sat on my little bed I had in the room there. He was in the little crib, and I was like, ah, give him a name. So I started reading the Tanakh. I started reading in Micah. If you all read in Micah 5, 6, I was reading, and I was like, oh, this has been a very humbling experience for me, you know here by myself in the dark, no windows in a foreign country. <clears throat> and that's how he got the name, Tayel Hakna'a. I looked up every word. <laughs> so that's, uh, I, I named him. I wanted to get that clear on the record. Hallelujah. So <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, yes, so yes. since we putting things on the record, don't forget me. I was there with the pot of boiling water, Ma. Yeah, that's true, but I'm so glad you didn't have to use it. <laughs> you would have burned us both to pieces. <laughs> so, that, yeah. But, no, really, Listen, that is very We're not bringing up old stuff. We're just talking about my presence. I was yeah. there. I helped. <laughs> you surely did. And if I had to send you to the store, you knew how to go across that road, and you went and got us the mangoes, and you would go get us the, the tennis roll. And you know what? I'm telling you, we, we the roles that you all play, that's why in the tapping thing it tells you, Go back to every single event in your life that you could possibly remember because those form who you are. 
So it's important. Don't leave out a single thing. And I thank the Most High for Makana L and, and bringing back the, the essence of this language to us because it, it, it's going to help us. Believe me, I know it seems like, well, how is Hebrew going to help us? Well, first of all, it's going to establish where it came from, who it came from, who it came to, and why it is named what it is. It was our father, Avram, who crossed over. That's what Hebrew means. It means to cross over because he left his father from the Ur of the Chaldees, and he crossed over into a whole nother, not only just a, another place, another life, another lifestyle. He was the beginning, the progenitor of our nation of Israel. So it's real important to know. And let's get it. Ani ohebit et hasafatenu. Hallelujah. Yes. Gam ani, gam ani, gam ani. I love this language. It's beautiful. Oh, Sleeker, I love my language. It's beautiful. Our language. See what happens when they bring these sisters together. We just can't shut it down. See what happens? It's a family affair, you all. Let's get involved. Told our, told our Yeladim for being great students. We're listening. We got the emo still on the line teaching us some things today. So we're thanking you for your work, your words, your love. We appreciate you all very much. All right, family. We're going to move on. Robot. I'm about to throw them on mute. Watch this. Woo! Gotta go, ladies. Gotta go. Shabbat shalom, everybody. You in the right place. We're about to get into our Torah-minded segment. We've already been blessed with a prayer, told our saw, starting us out on the right foot. We've gotten into our psalm service, giving glory and praise where it belongs. We've heard from Kavir Miriam. We've talked about our PTSSD. And we've also spoken with Dora Matana L, who is helping us get in touch with our language. So without further ado, girl, grab the kids, the children, because I might, I might get a mock-up for calling them kids. So grab the children, grab your wife, grab your husband, put the Billy Club on, tell everybody that it's about to be Torah mine. Everybody listen. Broadcast it live. Yah is king. Without further ado, here is Torah Minded. Shabbat Shalom and stay blessed. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has set the world in their heart. Yet so that man cannot find out the work that Elohim hath done from the beginning even to the end. Please, yes, please.
Hallelujah. Mehalelia. Blessed be the name of Yehovah, our power, all praise, all honor, all glory unto the Holy One of Israel, the maker and creator of heaven and earth, the one who's given us the breath of life. Even the power that dwells within each and every one of us. May we all have the strength, courage, and desire to increase our service unto the Most High. May we all be forgiven for our many sins and our transgressions, for we are flawed people that strive to perfect. May the making creator of heaven and earth give us that desire to become better servants as the days and the months and the years go by. Giving thanks unto Yehovah our power for my life and the lives of all of you. With the breath of life, we can always amend our spiritual relationship with our creator for the better. We can always bring forth divine works that can be blessed, and we can always inspire others to do the same. Giving thanks unto Yehovah our power for the mercy, compassion, and benevolence that is bestowed upon each and every one of us. Giving thanks unto Yehovah for this holy Shabbat day. The holy Shabbat day is a day of resting and ceasing from all of our mental and physical burdens. May we rest and cease from all of our burdens on this day and focus all of our attention exclusively on the making and of heaven and earth, his law, statutes, and his commandments, and even the history of his chosen people. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Asking them outside to be with our mind, our speech, our actions, and our spirit on this holy Shabbat day. Giving thanks for this holy convocation by way of modern technology. Thanking them outside for the divine message left by our beloved elder and teacher. Giving our queen, Lemure, Mishael. Hallelujah. May the Most High add a special blessing to him and his family on this holy Shabbat day. Giving thanks for the opening prayer by our beloved Saw Nehemiah Ben Ephraim, chief man in the Israelite community. May the Creator add a special blessing to him and his household on this day. Thanking the Most High for the life of his wife, even our beloved hostess, the Kokavia Balewi. Thanking the Most High for the psalm service and all participants therein. Thanking the Most High for the Hebrew word of the day, even brought forth by our beloved, Ima Wimora Matana El Batlewi. Thanking the Most High even for the segments that have yet to come, namely the health spot by our beloved, Giver Adira, Ishat Rabbi Benyamin Benlewi. Giving thanks for the people behind the scenes. I haven't heard the voice of Giver Tirza in quite some time, but I know she's still diligently working behind the scenes to make everything work smoothly. Giving thanks for the people that don't find it in their spirit or heart to speak. I call you our silent listeners. Although I don't hear your voice, I truly feel your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today's Torah portion has a theme of bow. In Hebrew, bow means to go or to come. So there is duality to the theme of this. Sabbath day. The Most High told Moshe to go to Pharaoh, and in the same breath, the Most High was telling Israel to come to him, to the divinely promised land, Eretz Israel. It's the 15th weekly Torah portion in our annual cycle Torah readings. It's the third portion of the book of Shemot, or the book of names, also known as the book of Exodus. It constitutes the book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 1. And it reads through chapter 13, verse 16. But before we begin the summary for this week, I'd like to review 
last week's Torah portion to bring us all up to speed. Last week's Torah portion was And in that portion, the most I remembered the covenant made with Abraham, our forefather, hallelujah. The most I tells Moshe to demand the release of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. We also spoke of the chief men of Israel and the various other important men that will come into play in the portions to come. Moshe and Aaron were appointed for their divine roles as leaders in the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We also discussed the first seven plagues of Egypt, which was intended to destroy the deities of the land, the concept of worshiping those deities in the land of Egypt. It was intended to humble Pharaoh and the nation as a whole, that nation of Egypt. We also discussed how Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he refused to let the children of Israel go. To give us an overview of this week's lesson, to a portion both, we'll discuss the plague of locusts, the plague of darkness, the plague of the firstborn, Passover, the Exodus. We'll discuss Passover restrictions. We'll discuss the consecration of the firstborn in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once again, Pharaoh was strengthened encouraged, made to grow firm. He was made to prevail or become mighty in his own mind, in his own thoughts, in his own desires. Meaning Pharaoh became Yohia and Ivri. That is arrogant. He became conceited. He became prideful. Which once again speaks volumes to his degenerate state of mind by way of his ego. And the ego is something that we all must guard ourselves and protect ourselves against. The attribute of humility will act as kryptonite against the ego. No matter how blessed we are, no matter how talented we are, no matter how intelligent we may be or how articulate we may be, we must always remember that those talents, those gifts, those blessings, it was bestowed upon us by our creator, Yehoah Savaot. It is in our best interest to always give the creator thanks, acknowledgement of appreciation for all that he has allowed us to do, for all the abilities that he's embedded within us, all the talents, all the blessings that he's bestowed upon us. You see, the nation of Egypt, they were advanced in mathematics, science, astrology, astronomy, but they failed to give acknowledgement to the true power of the universe, which is Yehoah Sabaoth. And this is why this nation and its leader was brought to its knees. This is why utter destruction came upon the land of Egypt, because they were not humble, because they did not acknowledge the source of their blessings. They did not acknowledge the source of their talents. This is something that we can learn from the nation of Egypt and Pharaoh, to acknowledge our heavenly power, to embrace the attribute of humility, to give all praise, honor, and glory where it's due for everything that we have received, for all that we have, for every talent embedded within us. This will counteract the negative aspects of the ego. 
This will cause us to always maintain a Torah mind. This will cause us to find favor with the creator of heaven and earth. You see, Pharaoh and his servants, they were stubborn. So that Yah could show his signs in the midst of Egypt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In addition, the Most High caused these things to come to pass to leave a divine heritage, history, and legacy for the descendants of the chosen people, as well as for humanity as a whole. Why? The Most High wanted all people to know the identity of the true and living Elohim. How? The great acts of divine deliverance would be remembered from generation to generation. And the Most High is big on us remembering the benevolence bestowed upon us, bestowed upon our ancient forefathers, the way he's guided and nurtured us all throughout history. These things should never be forgotten. We should remember these things, keep it at the forefront of our mind. We should always cast our thoughts back into the days of antiquity to make certain that these things are never forgotten and that these things are passed on from one generation to the next. And that way the Most High will always get his glory. Each and every generation of your family tree. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. The Most High ultimately wanted his divine name to be known by the seed of Yisrael, the inhabitants of Mitzrayim, and the world as a whole. But because of the lack of humility of the king of Egypt, by way of his refusal to let the children of Yisrael go, Moshe and Aaron promised to bring a plague of locusts upon the land. Always remember, the Most High brought about the various plagues of Egypt to attack the false deities, the false gods of that land, as well as to humble Pharaoh, who was viewed as God on earth. And the Most High's desire was to let everyone know that there's but one true king, one God, that reigns sovereign over all that exists, even the powerhouse known in the ancient world as Egypt. The plague of locusts were a direct attack on the Egyptian deity spelled S-E-T-H. Again, the deity was spelled S-E-T-H. It was also known as the god of crops. Let's discuss the locusts. What are locusts? Locusts are winged insects about two inches long, similar to the grasshopper. They have strong jaws that cut through leaves and grass. They're known as the most terrible of all scourges in the eastern land. They migrated in huge swarms that can darken the sky, and they destroy all vegetation wherever they land. So their destructiveness is like that of a mighty army. And this can be cross-referenced in the book of Joel, or Yoel, chapter 2, verses 2 through 9. You see, the Most High doesn't have to send an army of men to attack you. It can use any part of his vast creation to work adversely against you. And this is why it's so important to be on the team of righteousness, to stand on the side of Yehoah Sabaoth, to embrace his righteous laws, statutes, and commandments. That way, the universe and the vast creations therein are working on our behalf, working in unison with the chosen. When we disobey divine law, statutes, and commandments, the universe works against us. 
The various aspects of nature works against us. The various creations found within nature works against us. And this is a perfect example of what was happening to the nation of Egypt. He sent an army to destroy the land. But this army was not an army of men with swords, bows, and arrows. He used nature, the locusts, to destroy the vegetation of the land. So let's now discuss the length of time between the plagues. The plagues, they were successive, but it wasn't in rapid succession. And how do we know this? We know this because the locusts were plague number eight. And during plague number seven, it was said in the book of Exodus chapter nine, verse five, that the hail smote every herbal field and broke every tree. It also said in the book of Exodus chapter nine, verse 31, that the major crops lost was flax and barley, which ripens during the spring season, during Abib, during our new year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This allows us to know that there was a lapse of time between plague number seven and plague number eight. If the locusts were coming to consume all vegetation, then it's obvious that enough time transpired between plague number seven and plague number eight for more vegetation to grow. Because remember, in plague number seven, the hill destroyed all the vegetation of the, of, of the land of Egypt. So there had to be enough time between plague number seven and plague number eight for more vegetation to grow. And this is what the locusts consumed. So let's now discuss the severity of plagues number seven and plague number eight. Plague number seven and eight were extremely severe to the land of Egypt. Most likely resulted in major discomfort. Discomfort due to the lack of grain, fruits, and vegetables. Now imagine what this plague would do to a nation of people who were primarily vegetarians and had recently lost all livestock all flocks, and all herds. So we can deduce that plague number seven and eight indeed caused famine in the land of Egypt. And this was done to liberate God's chosen people from the vice grips of their captivity. He did this on our behalf. We are forever indebted to Jehovah our power. We pay, we pay Jehovah with our obedience with spreading this history abroad, with teaching the law, statutes, and commandments to anyone who would listen, planting seeds of righteousness in everyone that we come into contact with. See, Moshe and Aaron's persistence, as well as the first seven plagues made Pharaoh's servants plead to him to let Israel go, because they saw firsthand the destruction and havoc the Most High wreaked upon the land of Egypt. Pharaoh reconsidered his stance, but was only willing to allow the men to go. You see, our adversaries despise the men of the Most High, but they've always desired our women. <laughs> the methods of our adversaries have remained consistent throughout time, which was obvious in our American captivity, as well as all bondage prior to that point. Pharaoh repented to Moshe and beg him to end the plague. Also note the wicked will seek those who minister into Jehovah for help. Even though they hate and detest us, they look to us for assistance. 
And that's something that's very evident, even in our American captivity. They didn't consider us as a human. But yet, the women in our nation would act as midwives to bring their children into the world. We weren't considered humans, but our women were allowed to breastfeed their children. Remember, the wicked will seek us. We are those who administer or minister into Yehoah. They hate us, but they want our help. They want our assistance. They know that we're connected to a higher power. They know that we are a special people. But they want to limit our greatness to what they need. They never want to see us rise to our truest potential. And the only way that we can do that is by embracing the laws, statutes, and commandments that are left on record, by learning the history that has been left on record, and applying all the things that we learn, using it in our relationship with each other and in our relationship with our Creator. Moshe entreated the Messiah on his behalf, on Pharaoh's behalf, and it was, it was so. The plague was ended. But once again, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he refused to let the children of Israel go, which brought about the ninth plague. Plague number nine, the plague of darkness. The plague of darkness affected the Egyptians in two ways. The obvious was the fact that they could not see one another. In addition to that, number two, no person could rise from his or her bedroom from their meet And this could be referenced in the book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 23. They didn't leave their settlements, their homes, for three days. The darkness was described in the Hebrew language as Yamesh Koshet. Yamesh Koshet. Yamesh is to touch, to feel something that's tangible. Koshet in Hebrew is darkness. So plague number nine was a tangible darkness, darkness you could touch and feel, a darkness that's impervious to light, a darkness incapable of being penetrated as by moisture, not effective or conducive of light. This is why they couldn't even light a lantern or start a fire to bring forth light in their settlement because this was a tangible darkness, a darkness you could feel, a darkness you can touch, a darkness that was different from anything else that they have ever experienced. It was different from a solar or a lunar eclipse. This was to let everyone know that this act was not an act of nature. This was an act of the supreme king of all that exists. He who controls nature. The plague of darkness was a direct attack against the chief deity of Egypt known as R.A. The Egyptian deity known as R.A. was their sun god. Therefore, the three days of darkness would be three days of Egyptians not being able to pay homage to their sun deity. Spelled R.A. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember that the Mosai did these things on our behalf. He did this for his chosen. 
for his elect, for the apple of his eye. Therefore, we are forever indebted to our great king. Therefore, we must repay our power back by way of obedience, by way of learning this history, by way of teaching the law, statutes, and commandments to all who would listen, to anyone who would give ear. And for those who would not give ear, it is still our job to plant the seeds of righteousness. That is our divine calling. That's why we were made to be free. The intensity of the ninth plague caused Pharaoh to call unto Moshe. He told Moshe that Israel could leave, but they had to leave their flocks and herds behind. <laughs> and Moshe and Aaron informed Pharaoh that they would not accept nothing less than complete freedom for men, women, and children alike. And that we would take in all of our belongings with us. We would leave, leave nothing behind. Hallelujah. To truly understand the lesson taught to us by way of the example of Moses and Aaron in this instance, we must discuss the concept of freedom. What is freedom? Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as the Most High desires us to do without restraint. The absence of subjection to foreign domination or corrupt government or rulership. In this portion, we should pay special attention to the fact that Moshe was not willing to compromise with the wicked regarding the freedom of the righteous. Our freedom should never be up for compromise or negotiation. It's all or nothing. But in the book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 27, once again, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So much so, he threatened Moshe's life upon the next time seeing his face. And this was a stubborn man, a man driven by his ego. In Hebrew, it states something a little different from his heart being hardened. Right? In Hebrew, it says his heart was kazak. Kazak is strengthened. So again, this is exactly why I interpret the Hebrew as the Most High caused Pharaoh to be strengthened, fortified in his own thoughts, in his own desires, in his own will, acting as an adverse entity as it relates to the will of the Most High. And many times we find ourselves in these precarious circumstances where our ego makes us go down a path that is not conducive to being righteous in the sight of the Mosai. And this is exactly what Pharaoh was experiencing. We all experience this from time to time. And this is why we have to allow our thoughts, our yearnings, our inner desire, our heart to coincide with the will of the Creator, unless we end up like Pharaoh, unless we're strengthened in our own mind and our own desires. And our thoughts and our desires are against the will of the creator. That is a battle that you could never win. That is a set of circumstances that will cause us to be just like Pharaoh. Remember, the attribute of humility acts as kryptonite against the ego, the negative aspects of the ego. Let us learn from Pharaoh. Let us learn from Pharaoh being strengthened in his own mind, in his own heart. 
Remember, the heart can be extremely deceptive. And when we speak about the heart, we're talking about the mind. Because oftentimes we allow our heart, which is synonymous with our mind, to be fueled by emotions. And until we train our emotions to coincide with the divine will of the creator, it's always a losing battle. This is why it's so important for us to maintain a Torah mind, to cause our heart, which is synonymous with our mind, our yearnings, our desires, to always coincide with the will of our creator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But again, in the book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 27, once again, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So much so he threatened Moshe's life upon the next time seeing his face, which set the stage for the tenth and final play. Now, in the book of Exodus, chapter 11. Prior to Moshe leaving the presence of Pharaoh, the Most High communicated with him. The Most High revealed his divine intent of the final play, the result of which will cause Pharaoh to let the people go. The Most High also told Moshe to tell the children of Israel to ask of Egypt's riches, all the Jews, silver, gold, the bulk of which was acquired in the day of Yosef. Hallelujah. When you look at these portions retrospectively, you can see the divine hand of the Creator. You can see why the wealth of Egypt was allowed to be built up. It's because the chosen people would spoil Egypt and take all the wealth when we made our exodus. The Most High's word is always working on the behalf of his chosen. Even in uncomfortable situations, if you remain loyal to the Creator, you can rest assured that he's working on your behalf in spite of your uncomfortable circumstances. The things we experience that are negative in this day and time is temporary discomfort. We must have faith in our Creator. We must know that the Creator will cause us to persevere. Remember that our forefather, Yaakov, was he who strove with Yah and man and prevailed. We're cut from the same cloth. We're chip off the old block. We serve the same Elohim. Therefore, that type of relationship with the Creator is still possible. It's still attainable. We too can strive with the divine and man and prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was made possible because the Most High granted his people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. What is favor? Favor is to show approval of or preference for. Favor is something done or granted in goodwill. Favor is showing kindness and support of. The act of being friendly or partial towards someone or something. All those things were bestowed upon Israel at the request of Yehovah Sabaoth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Egyptians began to show approval, preference, goodwill, and kindness toward us because of the Creator, the power that we serve. The Most High caused the Egyptians to be honorably disposed to Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Most High can give us that same type of favor in the sight of our adversaries, in the sight of our oppressors, in the various lands of our captivity in this day and age. We still serve the same Elohim. We are the chip off of the old block. 
We are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We can establish the same type of relationship with our creator that the great men had in the days of old that we so admire. Never forget that. Always keep the faith. Always know that the Most High is always working on our behalf for our best interests, in spite of our current set of circumstances. And as it relates to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, So shall thou find favor in the sight of the Most High. Amen. It is possible. Not only can we find favor with the Creator, but that relationship with the Creator will cause us to find favor with man even our adversaries. It also says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 22, the wealth of the wicked will be stored up for the righteous, and I have seen this with my own two eyes. This week's Torah portion happens to be the precedent for those wise words, the wise words of the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 22. The wealth of the wicked will be stored up for the righteous. Make sure you're on the team of righteousness. Make sure you position yourself to receive the benefits of being righteous. Never envy the prosperity of the wicked because the Most High is allowing them to build their storehouse so you can be a beneficiary thereof. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wealth of Egypt, the wicked, was stored up for Israel, the righteous. Hallelujah. Mehalelah. Moreover, Moshe was made great in the eyes of the Egyptians. But how so? Well, you see, Moshe was raised as royalty, Egyptian royalty to be exact. As the signs, as the wonders, as the plagues increased, so was Moshe increased by way of awe and respect and the sight of all of the Egyptians. As the plagues persisted, Moshe was highly regarded by the Egyptians and their officials and their dignitaries. So slowly but surely, people began to choose the side of righteousness, even the Egyptians. And this is why we left the land of Egypt as a mixed multitude, because people started to choose sides. People recognized the hand of our creator and that we were the apple of the Most High's eye. And those who were wise wanted to be aligned with us. And that will be the same thing. It will reign true. It will reign as true in this day and age. When you are righteous, when the Most High is on your side, when you are on the side of the Most High, people will join themselves to you. You will acquire souls like Abraham, Avim. You will cause people to want to be joined to the power that you serve. We should also remember that Moshe, he was fortified by Yah to be as a god in the sight of Pharaoh and all of Egypt. And Aharon was placed in the stead of a prophet, as discussed in last week's portion, for a portion of Yira, in the book of Exodus, chapter 7, verse 1. Before leaving the sight of Pharaoh, Moshe threatened the firstborn of Egypt. Moshe told Pharaoh, at the middle of the night, all the firstborn of Egypt will die from the Pharaoh to the servants. No Egyptian was excluded. 
even the firstborn of cattle, to show that this was a divine act of judgment, that this was not a freak of nature, this was not a coincidence, this was a judgment executed upon Egypt by the Most High, the King of Kings. The plague of the firstborn was a direct attack against Pharaoh, who was considered God on earth. His firstborn son would be succeeding king and deity of the land of Egypt. This is why all firstborn were destroyed. And the plague described by Moshe would bring about the Achagadola Bekol Aretz Mitzrayim, a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, a cry comparable to none, even until this very day. This was done on our behalf. This was done because we are God's chosen. This was done because we are the apple of the Most High's eyes. Therefore, we are forever indebted to this great power that we serve. And we repay Yehovah by way of our obedience to divine laws, statutes, and commandments. We repay Yehovah by adopting the spirit of Abraham, our forefather, and acquiring many souls to give praise, honor, and glory to the Holy One of Israel. This is a part of our divine calling. You see, in this instance of the firstborn dying, no harm would befall the children of Israel. who were under the divine umbrella of protection of the Most High. Why did the Most High cause this to come to pass? So that you will know that the Most High distinguishes between the nations and Israel. He made a distinction between Egypt and the chosen. There was a separation made from the holy and those who were common. We still must make that same separation in this day and age. We must separate ourselves from the common. We must protect our righteousness. We must put a hedge or fence around our righteousness. That's what it means to be holy. To be holy is to be set aside for the specific purpose of serving the Creator. And the Most High showed the nation of Egypt and his chosen people that we were indeed set aside. There was a difference between the nation of Egypt and Yah's chosen, just as there are differences between. God's chosen in the various nations and families of the earth. We are set aside for the purpose, express and specific purpose of serving Yahweh Sabaoth. And God made that plain. When the various families of this, of this earth are subjected to evils, trials, and tribulations, the Most High will make a separation. Let us make sure that we're on the team of righteousness. Let us make that separation. God distinguishes between the nations and Israel. Hallelujah. May hallelujah. In the book of Exodus, chapter 12, then Moshe left Pharaoh's presence. He left in hot anger. In addition, the true beginning or head of the Hebraic years articulated in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1. The month of Aviv. Hallelujah. May hallelujah which discredits and condemns the idea of Rosh Hashanah celebrated by the Jews in the fall. Exodus 12, verse 1, also discredits the nation's celebration of January 1st as the new year. 
we know that the new year is not in the middle of winter when everything is dead, when there's no life in the earth, in this vegetation. We know that the rebirth, which is springtime, the rebirth of the earth, is our Hebraic new year, which can be articulated in the book of Exodus, chapter 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Most High told Moshe that every household should take and set aside a lamb, one year of age, without blemish. The Hebrew word used was tamim to describe that lamb, meaning perfect or without defect. Always remember our offspring, our offerings, sweetheart, our offerings to the Most High should be without blemish. It should be presented in perfection. Let us always continue to strive for perfection. Although many of us, all of us, are works in progress, we are to always strive for perfection. We are to always strive to give the Most High our best. We were to keep this holy day, this appointed time. The 14th of the same month. We were to keep it until the 14th of the same month, and the entire assembly or community will synchronize the slaughter of their lamb at dusk. And the Hebrew word used to describe the time of the Passover sacrifice was Bain Arbain. Bain means between. Arbain comes from the Hebrew word Erev, spelled Ayin Resh Beit, meaning evening. The phrase is loosely translated as in the evening, but the Hebrew gives a more comprehensive understanding. It literally means, or is translated as, between the evenings, or specifically, the period of time between the last light of the sun and a day and actual darkness, which in essence amounts to just a few minutes. So the Hebrew word arbayim is the dual form of the word arab, meaning evening. And the blood of the sacrifice was to be placed on the two side posts of the houses in which the meals would be eaten. It was to be roasted with fire and ate with matzah, matzah, bitter herbs. The lamb was to be wholly roasted with fire, and nothing of the meal was to remain until the morning, because any leftovers were to be burnt with fire. The meal was to be eaten in a hurry, with their loins girded, with their shoes on and their staff at hand, while anticipating the moment of their freedom. Or as my teacher, Saren Yaakov, would say, this was the season of our independence. And our loins being girded and our shoes on and our staff in hand, it gives us insight to how we should embrace our freedom. We should hurry to embrace it. With no delay, hallelujah, mehalelujah, judgment was to be executed upon man, beast, and the deities of the land. Indeed, the people of Egypt were exceedingly idolatrous. And one of the deities is the lineage of Pharaoh himself. His firstborn was the heir to the throne. And the plague would destroy the next prospective deity of the land, the firstborn son of Pharaoh, the successor of Pharaoh himself. So these events came to pass just as Moshe proclaimed to Pharaoh. The firstborn were indeed slaves, which brought about the exodus. Kundaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, these things were done on our behalf. Therefore, we are forever indebted to our Creator. We repay Yehovah by way of our obedience, by way of learning 
the history of the chosen people, by learning the laws, statutes, and commandments, by teaching them to others, by holding this history in high esteem. Subsequently, Pharaoh did let the children of Israel go. 600,000-plus men left in the Exodus, not including women, children, and elders. And they journeyed the distance of 25 miles on foot from Ramesses to Sukkot. Hallelujah. Mahalelda. We left Egypt with a mixed multitude. Why? Once again, reiterating the fact that people chose sides. People wanted to be aligned with our creator. They wanted to be aligned with us. They saw that Yehovah reigns supreme. And we can be those who teach the various families of the earth in modern times that Yah still reigns supreme. And people will want to be joined to us and our power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the fourth generation we're discussing here. The four generations of servitude divinely disclosed to Abraham Avinu in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verse 13. It took 430 years to the same day according to the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 40, 41. Hallelujah. And the night in which we left is now known as Halayla, Hazay, Shemorim, a night of keeping, a night of guarding, a night of looking over, a night of watching, a night of protection by Yehovah, our power. These things were done on our behalf for our betterment. We are forever indebted to Yehovah, our power, and we repay Yehovah by way of our obedience, by way of learning this history, this divine history, by way of teaching it to others, by being a light unto the nations, by being an example in the earth, an example of righteousness. Hallelujah. May we always have the desire to repay Yehovah. May we always have the desire to perform our divine obligations. We owe Yah so much. Let's now discuss the law of Pesach, or Passover. In the book of Exodus, we have so many Jews. And I pray that we all embrace this history, this divine history, and glean it for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I pray that we will all examine our holy seasons and understand its true meaning, the appointed seasons of your hearts of our oath. Let's now discuss the law of Pesach. Number one, no nekar or foreigners can partake in the consumption of the Passover meal. Number two, our servants bought with Kesar or our own money could only partake after entering the divine covenant of circumcision. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. And that's the covenant made with Abraham, our forefather, back in the book of Genesis, chapter 17. A temporary resident a hired worker could not eat of the Pesach meal. It should be eaten in the home and not abroad. All of Israel must keep these statutes. And in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 48, when a year or a stranger sojourns with you, he shall also keep the ordinances as long as they are circumcised. So let me elaborate on the treatment of strangers. Always remember that strangers are one of the VIPs of Yehovah. We are often reminded that we were strangers in a foreign land, and we are not to mistreat 
strangers. We can clearly see by the law of Passover that there was one law for the stranger and one law for the homeborn alike. Remember, we are the leaders. We are not followers. Anyone who enters our midst should be urged by you to have equal mutual respect for the power that you serve. Otherwise, they can't be in your presence. Otherwise, they can't be in your midst. There was one law for the stranger and one law for the homeborn alike. What a beautiful power we serve. What a beautiful law that was codified and left on record for our benefit, not our detriment. The firstborn of Israel were the sanctified of Yahuwah, meaning they were made to be kwadosh, made to be holy, made to be set aside for the specific purpose of serving the making creator of heaven and earth. That's what it means to be holy once again, to be set aside. Let us put a fence around our righteousness. Let us protect it from any adverse energy. So the firstborn of Yisrael was set aside and dedicated for the specific purpose of serving the Most High. And this is a consistent theme in Torah. Because as we all know, Yehovah desires the first of any of our increase, any of our deeds, any of our efforts, or any of our blessings, up to and including the works of our hands to the increase of life. Hallelujah. Mehaleluyah. A major theme of Pesach or Passover is memorializing the events which transpired, which is done by way of Kadmatso, or the Feast of Unleavened Bread, for seven days. Hallelujah. Mehaleluyah. This is a commanded law that we must embrace. This command was to be a sign, to keep the law of the Most High in our mouths. For with a strong hand, the Most High brought us up out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage, out of the iron furnace of captivity, and our exodus as well as the sanctification of every firstborn should be as a sign upon our hand and frontless between our eyes. So in all actuality, we should have reminders upon us daily to remember these monumental events, all frontless or signs we wear upon us should make some reference to our exodus, to our liberation, to our independence, to our freedom. Let us keep our independence and our freedom at the forefront of our mind, especially in these trying times. Because these are troubled times. But we look to Yehoah, our power, for comfort. We look to one another for comfort. We look to one another for guidance. And let them power of all that exists lead our way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the house Torah, the Maftir's portion, can be found in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is pronounced as Yermiyahu in the Hebrew tongue and means Yah exalts. He was the son of Hilkiah. He was the second of the major prophets. He descended from the tribe of Lewi. He was of the priestly family. Anato, which was a suburb in Jerusalem. He received his prophetic calling at a very young age, which lets every one of us know on this line that no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, 
You can embrace your divine calling. You can bring forth divine works and you have divine will. So all of you young men and women listening on the line, you can start today by bringing forth Yah's divine will. You can start today by serving Yehovah in truth and in righteousness. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. At your very young age, you can do great works. You can put forth great works, plant great seeds in the name of Yehovah, Shavuot, and it will bear fruit. It will produce. Don't put your righteousness off until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. Start today. Every young person listening on the line, to my young soldier, Yonatan, for his sister, Princess Leah, know that you have infinite potential. Know that you can start today by doing great things in the name of the Most High. You don't have to wait until you're 30. You don't have to wait until you're 40. You don't have to wait until you're 80 and 83 like Moshe and Aaron. You can start now. And I urge all of you young people on the line to start now. I urge all of the parents who are listening to me to encourage, exhort our children to start now. Don't wait to be righteous. Do it now. You see, Jeremiah, he took up residence in the capital city of Jerusalem. He began his prophetic tenure in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, about six years after the death of Isaiah. The two men of Yah were contemporaries. His prophetic tenure was 40 years in total and lasted until the destruction of the temple by the Babylonians. Because our temple was destroyed due to our iniquity, due to our vice, due to our corruption. Corrupt leaders. These are all things that we have to remove from our midst if we want our nation to thrive once again. If we want to be a part of that remnant, these things have to be removed from our midst and our very own homes and our own communities and our congregations. That is the only way that we'll have a thriving nation in the days, months, and years to come. We must learn from the mistakes of our predecessors and use that as knowledge, wisdom, and understanding moving forward. He had the most trying experiences of all the prophets. This is why he was known as the lamenting prophet, because he shed tears and cried on the behalf of the people, which resulted in the book of Lamentations. Hallelujah. May hallelujah. May the people once again have men and women dedicated like Jeremiah. Men and women that love the people so much that they're willing to shed tears on the behalf of the state of our people. May the Most High cause prophets and prophetess to be raised up in our midst again with the heart of Jeremiah. You see, he incurred the ill will of the royal family, the ill will of the priests, and the ill will of the people, because he predicted the destruction of the temple and the state of Judah. Everyone hated him because he told the truth. Just like many of you truth speakers out there now, you're on social media trying to spread some type of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and people despise you because of it. We're walking around and trying to plant seeds of righteousness at our job, our places of employment, and people despise you because of it. Never give up. Stay encouraged. 
And when we meet together like this on days like the Shabbat, this is where we get our encouragement. This is where our spiritual energy is recharged. This is where our physical energy is recharged. This is where that spirit of the Most High is once again embedded within us so that we can go out and do our due diligence on a day-to-day basis. May we all be successful at glorifying the Most High. May we all be successful at being a light into the nations. May we all be a righteous example. May we once again have that spirit of Jeremiah where we care so much about the state of our people that we'll cry when we see injustice. We'll cry when we see iniquity. We'll cry when we see vice, corruption, and idolatry. And that we'll pour our heart out into our people. Jeremiah, his life was always in jeopardy. But he remained on his divine mission speaking out against wickedness, and so should you. He was charged with treason for performing the will of Yah. Imagine that, living in a time so corrupt that people will call you a traitor because you're bringing the word of Yah. But guess what? We live in a time very similar to that. Well, people will say you're not loyal to the creator because you refuse to pay homage to a man and worship a prophet, prophet. Now nah, we don't do that. Our praise, our honor, and our glory goes to the Most High exclusively. A prophet is just a man. No matter how great he was, even though Jeremiah was a great prophet, even though he cared about the people, we don't pray to Jeremiah. Neither should we pray to J-E-S-U-S. We have many Hebrews that gave this man, J-E-S-U-S, a Hebrew name. They call him Yeshua, and they think it's acceptable to now praise him to give them glory and honor because they gave him a Hebrew name. But that is still idolatry. Yeshua means salvation. So what our enemy and our oppressors have done is they've, they've personified the concept of salvation. And they force feed us with it. We have many Hebrews running around spreading that doctrine now. But the Creator wants our loyalty to be exclusive to Him. There's no one else sharing in the glory, whether you call Him J E S U S or whether you call Him Yeshua. Salvation is from the Creator of heaven and earth exclusively. Only you can save yourself. And most eyes embedded within you. There's no one that can grant you salvation. Only you can save yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Continue to speak out against wickedness. Be like Jeremiah. Even when your life is in jeopardy, be strengthened and encouraged in knowing that the Creator will be your umbrella of protection. Stay on your divine mission. Speak out against the wickedness. Wake up our people. Let's make these dry bones come back to life. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. He witnessed the downfall of Judah from the grace and favor of the Most High. He also witnessed the reign of three wicked kings in the land of Judah. The Babylonians gave him a choice to either go away with the exiles or remain in Judah. And he chose the latter. He wanted to remain in the Holy Land. And finally, he decided to accompany a contingent refugees to Egypt, and that's where he died. And this week's talk tour is specifically found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 48, verse 13 
to 28. Again, Jeremiah 48, verse 13 through 28. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. This week's South Torah spoke of the destruction of Egypt by way of the plagues. The Hav Torah speaks of the divine punishment the Most High inflicted upon Egypt by way of the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. This man was a very formidable adversary. They were known for materialism, for power, for cruelty. The Most High revealed Egypt's fate to Jeremiah. The prophet. Jeremiah described the helplessness of Egypt as they were conquered by the Babylonians. See, the Most High will send formidable adversaries to come knocking at your gate, to kick in your doors, to bring forth divine judgment. Not only did he send the Babylonians to the children of Israel, he also sent them to Egypt. Remember, the Most High has a relationship with all nations, and he will choose any nation he wants to bring forth his will. The portion ends with a divine assurance of the redemption of the house of Israel. The Mosiah also says to fear not, because he will be with us, and he will make a full end of all nations where he has driven us. We will be one people again. In closing, I would like to elaborate on a very important theme of this portion which happens to be the most epic moment in biblical history, the exodus of Yah's chosen people. Hallelujah. When examining our exodus, one can't help but to take notice of the purpose of our newfound independence and its true meaning. What is the true meaning of freedom? Freedom is civil, political, physical, mental, and spiritual independence. The exemption from any obligation of discomfort the right or privilege of executing free will in a prudent manner after our liberation from the vice grips of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, that word in, of its, in and of itself is Hebrew for Egypt, and it derives from the Hebrew word metzar, meaning narrow, constricted, or boundaries. So in all actuality, our exodus was a removal of our narrowness of mind as well as the restrictions and boundaries placed upon us by the hand of our captors. So I ask again, what was the purpose of our newly found freedom? The answer to that question is, we broaden our horizon by the divine removal of restrictions, limitations, boundaries, and narrowness of mind for the specific purpose of serving Jehovah. Always remember the reason we were made to be free as well as the driving force of our desires to be free in this day and time. True freedom is being loyal and obedient to the truth of Jehovah. But in the same vein, freedom without a purpose has caused us to once again become slaves. Therefore, to undo our current set of circumstances, keep the purpose of freedom at the forefront of our mind continuously cast our thoughts back into the days of antiquity and remember why we were granted freedom in the first place. Please be sure to meditate in this book of the law and apply the concepts enclosed therein to ensure that you remain Torah-minded in your spiritual journey of life. And as always, remember that you are worthy. 
Remember that you are beautiful. Remember that you are loved. You are protected and blessed by the best. Always remember that your potential is unlimited because your heritage is sacred. Hallelujah. Once again, we thank the Creator for the life of Mori Uzia. His message was very, very on point. You know, those 10 plagues that the Creator visited Egypt with <laughs> was nothing to be played with. The most I put it on Egypt, he put it on all their idols. He put it on those that did not believe or trust in his word. They didn't know him. They didn't know him. We didn't. We forgot or we didn't know. But the one thing's for sure, the Most High let us know who he was. He introduced himself to us in a very profound way. This portion, just like the other lessons of our history, gives us an understanding of why we should really want to be independent. We should want our freedom. And everything in the Exodus should give us an idea about how we should roll out of the lands of our captivity in the present time. You know, we remember our forefathers and our foremothers and the time where they were housed in Egypt. But we also remember how the Creator took us out of that. And the Passover is a great reminder. It's very important that we teach our children, reminding them of why we keep the Passover. Why do we eat the matzah and the bitter herbs? Why did we have to leave out of Egypt so fast? It's because they were doing us dirty for a long time. And the most I heard the cries and the groanings of his people. And he said, okay, so you want to go out? You ready? And remember, he was building his nation. He was building this wonderful nation within a nation and fulfilling the promises that he made to our forefathers all at the same time. So those 430 years was necessary. I'm also wondering if this time in our land of captivity, if that's necessary as well. When we left Egypt, we left with a lot. We left with everything that we needed. Back pay for not getting paid up front for all the work that we did. It's just amazing what we can do when we remind ourselves of how we can do this. It's been done before. And also that the creator is still in charge. He's going to round us all up wherever we are and gather us back from wherever he scattered us to. So I love hearing the discussions about our Independence Day because that's what it was. It was a, a time where the Creator wanted us to come together and realize that you had to worship Him. Regardless of what you did before that, it's not even a matter of what you did before that. It's about what you're doing now. 
How are we applying the concept of this Torah to our lives right now? It's so amazing how it's not that different in the land of our captivity now than it was in Egypt. Remember, they used to work them so hard every day so they wouldn't go home. And when you go home, you just fall on your face. There's nothing else left to do. It's the same thing. Keep the people busy. Make them work hard. Abuse them. Remember, we have a key to unlock all of this. And it starts and it ends with trusting in the creator. Let's go to him with all of our problems. Cry out to him so he can hear us in this land. I just so thanks. I'm so thankful to my Moray. Moray Uziah does such a wonderful job, and I just give him all the um, the credence that he deserves. And I pray that the Most High will continue to bless and keep his family. Uh, are we ready to 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 bow? Are we ready to go? Are we ready to leave? Are we ready to walk humbly? Mm. Is a question that we should ask ourselves. All right, we're going to continue on. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to make that next journey. We have um, Ako Adira with the health spot. I'm so proud of Ako Adira. I'm switching the subject real quick because we're about to switch the segment. Um, between she and her Ish, they've been making some some noise, a lot of noise, noise, good noise. And they're striving to bring some healthy eating back healthy living, they're making so much noise that the people in their communities are talking about what they're doing. You remember that um, garden that Martin Luther King had something to do with helping to build up? Well, they're they're not letting that legacy die. Between her and, and Rabbi Benyamin, I just want to give high five kudos and all the accolades I can find to congratulate them on the great works. We are the head runners. We are the we are the ones that should be out in the front showing the world how to preserve this earth, how to preserve our bodies, how to get our minds, body, and soul in check. We just heard from Torah Mind. We just heard from the Hebrew Word of the Day. We heard uh, the, the PTSSD. We heard about all these things, and it's, what, it's helping us to develop a strategy, a strategy to get this captivity away from us. So without further ado, we're going to continue on with our segment. We have now the health spot. Shabbat shalom and stay blessed. Waking your side up saying you know it's good and right Turn your back on your lips oh, What you didn't know was that he's alive When you said he knows he's heading on food He knows he's heading on food He knows he's Don't be, 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 don't be
Oh, what a beautiful song, a beautiful intro for a beautiful sister. Shabbat shalom, my co-adira. Welcome back home. Shabbat shalom, shabbat shalom. Todah for that wonderful introduction. Todah for allowing us to be here on another wonderful and beautiful Shabbat morning, Shabbat day. And um, I am grateful. I am grateful to be in the position to be one of the shapers and the movers, bringing the information to the, not only the house of Israel, but to the entire world. Um, these things are really important to our, uh, to, to our future, to our children. We have to teach each other, but at the same time make changes in our own lives so that we're teaching our children. So I appreciate and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to stand before the General Assembly and, and take up this torch. You know, I, I'm just grateful to the most how it's given me the power, it's given me the, the passion, you know, to uh, to take this journey with um, with all that we're facing today. We're facing our own plagues. We're facing our own plagues. And we have to learn how to stand up and face them, you know, um, head on. And make these challenges uh, look at our power and say, hey, you know, we cannot stand before your power. Because we all know our power is, is, is on point, ready and able to overcome all things. So as long as we are giving our homage, paying our homage to the one and only creator of the heaven and earth, we know we're going to be in a good place. So I wanted to bring forth um, this presentation today about the coronavirus. The coronavirus, uh, we have to empower our bodies. We have to empower our immune systems in order to be able to uh, uh, face these challenges with these plagues, these types of plagues. It's called coronavirus. And we're facing all types of other diseases because our immune systems are challenged. So how do we do, how do we face a challenge like that? Okay, you have to empower yourself from the inside out. You have to go through cleansing. You have to go through a cleansing, and you have to get yourself in gear, get yourself ready to face whatever comes at you. Because it might not be a virus. It might be something else that challenges your system. But we have to be ready. So how do we get ready? We get ready by making sure that we get up in the morning, drink our um, lemon, water, you know, empower yourself with that vitamin C. Food is not just food. Food is information to the body so that the body knows and and can do what it's supposed to do to fight for itself. And there is my tagline for the Cancer Be Gone series. Oh, incidentally, the Cancer Be Gone series will have a grand finale next week. If you are not signed up for it, this is something that you want to sign up for and listen to these experts, listen to these cancer survivors say how they used food and changes in their lifestyle to get rid of cancer, you know. Um, so you have all kinds of complementary and alternative ways to uh, face these different challenges, even cancer. And so when you're talking about stuff like this, you have to you have to know that the most high put this body on autopilot and this body is 
is ready to face the challenges. We just have to put the right fuel in in order to face those challenges. Have to put the right fuel in. So in the morning you get up with your lemon water, you know, before you do anything, including brushing your teeth. Because in a lot of cases we're using poison to brush our teeth. So we don't want that going down our system first thing in the morning, you know. First thing in the morning, use your lemon water. Make sure it's not cold, that it's room temperature. You know, if you don't want lemon water, just use apple cider vinegar. A little drop of that apple cider vinegar in your water is going to change your life. Different things like this is going to change your life. And it's about life. The Creator has given us life. So we have to pursue it. And sometimes you just pursue it just by making subtle changes in what you're doing. You know, growing your own food. Making sure that you have some basil or some collard greens growing. <laughs> and in my case, I I grow stuff outside of my window. Outside the window, off the porch railing, you know, hanging baskets of tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, beautiful topsy-turvy tomatoes. And you take it right off the vine and you experience that beautiful, that wonderful flavor. Squirting tomato juice across the daggone porch, you know, it's so good. So these are kind of changes that we have to make to empower our immune system. Get some fermented product into your system. Kimchi, rejuvelac, kombucha, sauerkraut, tempeh, all of these fermented products are going to power up your immune system. And then use your food as your medicine. Of course, use your food as your medicine. Put in good stuff you will get good results every time because your body will be on charge. It'll be in charge. Right now, our systems are compromised because our bodies are not in charge. We're slaves to our tongue, slaves to our palate. Everything that looks good, it tastes good, feel good, sound good, it's not always good, family. You've got to learn how to put that fork down. <laughs> You got to learn how to put the fork down because it, it, it's just messing up the program and the body. So I'm glad to be at the forefront of this war. This is a spiritual war that we're facing. And the food is something that is being used to, um, um, to, to screw up our program, you know. But once you get mentally and spiritually set, there's nothing that can change you, nothing that can turn you around. So um, coronavirus, make sure you have your oil of oregano, okay? Make sure you have your sage oil. Make sure you're using these things, too, in your food, or oregano, rosemary, thyme, different things like that in your food, top-shelf spices at all times, not this pre-mixed stuff that has emulsifiers and everything like that. Top shelf spices like turmeric, cumin, coriander seed, rosemary, all of these different types of things in your food, empowering your system. Use onions, use leeks, use the sweet potato, use squash. Always, always be mindful of your menu. Prepare your menu in advance, one week in advance. That way you're not just impulse buying when you go to the to the supermarket. You have a strategy and a plan for your food. And then you'll see the clock start to roll back because the better food that you put in your system, 
the better your body is going to um, react to that food. And you are built upon the food that you put into your system. So make sure you're building the best you that you can possibly build. This morning, I made a wonderful juice recipe, smoothie, actually. It wasn't a juice. It was um, spinach. Okay, lots and lots of spinach, about four cups of spinach. I had a whole avocado, one whole green apple, one teaspoon of spirulina, some water in there, and um, some some cumin, some tahini, about a, a half a teaspoon of tahini, and some coriander. Okay, so you use these types of things. Oh, and a half of a, a, a hot pepper. So you use these types of things as your breakfast. That's what your body is being kick-started on, those types of things, hot pepper, cumin, turmeric, spinach, avocado, these types of things your body is being kick-started on in the morning, spirulina, you know, no salt, no sugar, just your purified water and your your high... uh, Alkaline foods. So alkaline your body first thing in the morning. Empower your immune system. And believe me, your body will be able to take on whatever comes at it. So be strong. Be be of strong faith. Be of good faith and of good courage that the creator has designed you to overcome challenges. We're here for a reason, and let's stand up and make sure that we're holding the torch for the creator of heaven and earth. We have to set the pace, and we have to run the distance, and we have to be in the forefront so that we can challenge and face this evil head on. So Shabbat Shalom, my family. Take good care, and please, if you have not signed up yet, go to www dot cancer be gone series dot com all one word cancer b e g o n e series dot com and watch those um testimonies very powerful the finale will be on next week three days of all my experts and um Make sure that you have a nice notebook and plenty of pencils and pens. Take some notes because we're going to need them if this coronavirus comes through. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shabbat shalom. Hallelujah. Wow, we. What is it, a word to the wise? Mm. Now, I've heard about that oregano oil. And I also heard about the Lysol. Please explain why is coronavirus on the back of the Lysol? And now that is not the coronavirus that they're talking about on the news. What is going on here, sis? Well, I mean, it's um, it's coming over from China, and um, I don't know. It's 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 to me, it's like chemical warfare. And, you know, these people try to do stuff all the time. You, you you don't even know what the real reason is, you know, what the the, the real uh, 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 culprit is. 
But you do know one thing for certain and one thing for sure. We have the power to change things. We have the power. Most High has given us a heads up. Most High has given us a warning and some time to get ready and face this thing. How are we going to face it? Are we going to put our head under the sand and act like it's not there? Or are we going to gear up and get ready? You know, we have to stand up for y'all. We have to be soldiers for this nation and for the world. You know, if we are uh, a nation of priests, then we have to put on our priestly garments. We have to put on our sword and shield, and we have to protect those who cannot protect themselves. But we have to be able to do it, you know, and, and we have to have that spirit and carry, you know, carry these things like, you know, they are armor. They are our armor, you know. So, hey, um, you might not you might not think that, um, you might not think that oil of oregano is, is your armor until, you know, you, you start putting it in your food and then you start feeling better. Then you'll see, oh, that was my sword, my shield, you know. You might not think that 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 uh that soup was a uh, you might not think that that soup <laughs> they had that rosemary and those leeks and, and, and that sweet potato was your sword and shield until you you know, you on your back and you can't figure out what the heck is going on. Somebody give you something like that to eat and then you're revived and you're restored and you're like, Oh wow. So we have to look at we have to look at these things a little differently, you know, and we have to really appreciate the food and the value of the food that we're putting into our system and, and, and you know, these essential oils, all of those massage therapy techniques to relieve the, the, the system, the lymphatic system of all of this mucus and, and, and you know, different things like that that's built up in our system. Eliminate that stuff. Detoxify yourself and just get ready for that fight. Because in a lot of cases, we're fighting for our lives and for the lives of our children, for the lives of our parents, our families. You know, um, and that's how we have to look at it. Because our whole system can be turned upside down very, very quickly, very instantaneously. You know, but they won't do that. They'll do it very subtly. They'll do it very subtly, you know, where you can't really pinpoint what the heck was the progenitor, what, what, you know, what was the, you know, what was the starting point of this. They'll do it in such a way, you know, where they can't be um, pointed out. You know, so we have to be careful. We have to be careful. We have to be mindful, and we have to be ready. So, yeah, something as simple as starting your own garden, you know. Make sure you're you're raising your own cayenne pepper. Make sure you're raising your own tomatoes, your basil, your parsley. Parsley is full of vitamin C. It takes out toxins in your blood, you know. So we have to understand, like, the value of chives. Chives and leeks, they just grow up. I have some leeks growing up right now. It is like 20 degrees out here, but we're still growing food, 
you know. And when you look at it, all of the science is in the food, it's in the seed, it's in the soil, and it's in the sun, and it's in the water. The science is already there. All we have to do is our small part, which is just put put the thing in the earth and allow the earth to do its job, allow it to do what, it, what it's supposed to do, and nurture it so that it can nurture us, so that we can be ready to combat any disease that, you know, comes at us. So coronavirus is one, and then it, 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 it changes, it morphs, you know, uh, but if your body is strong and your constitution is right, it'll be able to fight off anything, you know. And um, for that fever, your body is fighting off things that are not uh, welcome in your system. So that fever is good. Now, if it gets too high, you know how to bring it down without medication. You stick a couple of uh, slices of of that of those onions in your sock, and you go to sleep, and allow that onion to pull out those toxins from your system. Eat the parsley, you know, that's on your plate. Don't let that parsley or that or or that uh, romaine lettuce or that kale just sit there, and you send it back. And, and throw it away. Eat that stuff. It will empower your system. And get your constitution right. Make sure you're drinking plenty and plenty of water. Plenty and plenty of water. Water, first thing in the morning to break your fast. And get your system right. Get, get it running now. And um, make sure that you're geared up and ready to go. You have nothing to lose but everything to gain, right? So we want to make sure that um, that we're ready to go. We're at one point. So thank God for having us time, you know, get our houses in order. Get your kitchen in order. Your kitchen is your arsenal, you know, and that's going to be your protection. So when you look at food, look at it like that, it's a game changer. It is a game changer. We're dealing with dementia, multiple sclerosis, heart problems, um, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, all these different things are coming through. And they're all, you know, we can overcome them all naturally, holistically. But when's the last time you got a cleanse? Right? Is that in your list of things to do? On your list of things to do for 2020? We gotta, we gotta get this thing right. We are not the tail. Everybody is looking to us, so we have to stand up and learn how to take that torch and run with it, and do what the Creator has designed us to do be a nation of priests, to teach the people. We are Zion. So we have to take our place in the circle of life as you would hear it in The Lion King. <laughs> so I just posted that to my paper, to my, uh, my paper, my Facebook page yesterday. It's a beautiful song. 
allow the vibrations to 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 enter you into your system. Listen to that song, internalize that music. It is empowering all by itself. Even if you don't hear any of the words, the vibrations are there. So, Yahweh Elohenu, Yahweh Elkaz, He is one. And the Yah in me loves the Yah in you. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpagati. Shabbat Shalom. Dang, told our told for sharing once again. That's some really good information. And uh that oregano oil, we need to get some and keep it like on site. Take a drop every day or whatever. But that I I saw that that is one of the the um prolific healers to this coronavirus. So let's go and get some oregano oil and keep it on site always along with some prayer and some good practices. Don't forget to wash your hands. That's the best way to defend and ward off this disease or any infectious disease. Keep your hands out your face, out your eyes, out your mouth, out your nose. And keep your 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 face covered when you're in those public places. Somebody said get some gargles. I'm like, wow. But they prayed up from don't forget that. That's one of the most important parts. Stay prayed up. Whew. I'll tell that once again. Look forward to hearing the, the, the write-up. And also, uh, this final part of your series uh, for Cancer Be Gone, I just want to say I'm, I'm very proud of the, the work that you've done. When I heard that you quit your job, I was like, wait, hold on. She quit her job to go on a, a hot pursuit to, to cure the world. You go, girl. Now, that's how you answer your call. I ain't hating on you. I'm congratulating you. And I hope that you can, you know, you, you, I see that there's a space that's coming, and the space is going to be occupied by intellectual Hebrews, sisters and brothers that are going to show the world. Now, okay, they had their turn. Now, let me show you how it's done for real. So may the most I keep using you for good, my sister, and continue putting that word out there. And it's going to reach one soul at a time. So I would buy for you. All right. Well, Oh, good afternoon, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. And this is an opportunity for us to go into our open expression session to uh, give glory to the creator. Use a psalm, a song, a, a word that you wrote, something that is going to uplift the name of the Most High. Um, now is your time. If you missed the psalm service, now is your time. So without further ado, Vavakusha, let us hear what you got today. Express yourself. Well, I dare you know, they leave it up to us. They leave it up to us, Adira. You want to start? <laughs> I got a treat for y'all today. I got a treat for y'all today. It's Ooh. called Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Shel Yahuwah, Shel Yahuwah, Baruch Hashem, Shel Yahuwah. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Shel 
A brutish man knoweth not, neither do a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Abba, are most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Abba, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity <coughs> excuse me, shall be scattered. But, but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eye also shall see my desire on my enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of Abba shall flourish in the course of our Elohim. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that Abba is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah, Psalms 93. Abba reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. Abba is clothed with strength wherewith he hath geared himself. The world also established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Abba. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Abba on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yeah, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Abba, forever. Hallelujah. Have a blessed Shabbat. Hallelujah. You have a blessed Shabbat as well. Torah for the Psalms choices today. All giving praises to the Creator and acknowledging Him in our lives. That's important and it's very paramount to what we're going to do next time. What we're going to do tomorrow. What are we going to do with our next opportunity? You hear that? Knock, knock, knock. Opportunity is knocking. We have to open the door. I'm thankful to this group of people who come here week after week and show their support. I thank you all for your time. I thank you for expressing yourself. It is still an opportunity to express yourself star by star. I'm going to give glory to the Creator. I was asked to read Psalms 80 on behalf of Sister Sadika, who cannot be here today, but she wanted me to read that psalm for her, so that's what I'll do for my expression today. Psalm 80. This is a prayer for restoration. Give here, O shepherd of Israel, that thou lead Joseph like a flock. Now that I am grown upon the cherubim, trying Shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin Menashe, stir up thy might, and come to save us, O Elohim, restore us, and cause thy face to shine upon us, and we shall be saved. O Jehovah, power of hosts, how long would thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? Thou hast fed them with the bread of tears, given them tears to drink in large measure. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors. 
and our enemies mock as they please. O Elohim, oppose, restore us, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Thou didst pluck up a vine out of Egypt, and thou didst drive out the nations, and thou didst plant it. Thou didst clear a place before it, and it took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with the shadow of it, and the mighty cedars with the bowls thereof. She sent out her branches unto the sea, and her shoots unto the river. Why hast thou broken down her fences, so that all they that pass by the way do pluck her? The boar out of the wood doth ravage it. That which moveth in the field feedeth on it. O Elohim, the host return, we beseech thee. Look from heaven and behold, and be mindful of this vine, and the stock which thy right hand hath planted, and the branch that which thou madest strong for thyself. It is burned with fire, it is cut down. They cherish it at the rebuke of thy countenance. Let thy hand be upon the man and thy right hand, and let thy hand be upon let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, and upon the son of the man whom thou madest strong for thyself. So shall we not turn back from thee, quicken thou us, and we will call upon thy name. O Yehovah, power of hosts, restore us, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Hallelujah. Wow. Um, I actually haven't read that in quite a while. And it just brings back for me um, the power of prayer. And the fact that we have such a power that we can pray to, you know, it, it's, it's remarkable. I don't know of any nation on the face of the earth that have a power like the one we have. When we come together as a community and cry out to the Creator, the most time move mountains, people out of the way, nations even, so that he can hear the prayer, the outcry of his servants. I thank him for being in his holy place, always looking down on us, always catching our tears, always being there to answer our prayer even before it even comes out of our mouth. I thank him for being our protector and I ask that he will continue to be with us as we strive to be better people and his servants. Let's go ahead and renew this strength in the earth. Renew that message. Let's go forward with the creator. So that once again, for the beautiful words, this is the expression session. Last call for your expression. This will be the last call before we close out for the day. Star 5 Star, get you in. And if there are no more expressions, we're going to close out with the Fila. I'm going to turn it over to our star, asking that the Most High will continually be with those that are needing him right now. We have families that have lost loved ones, young and old alike. We have families that are ill, and I pray that none of us contract that coronavirus. And if so, that the Lysol and the oregano oil or whatever it is, along with prayer, help. I know right now that the world is in alert, great alert, 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 alert. But just know this, Yisrael, that regardless of what's going on in the earth, that the Most High is always available for you. So all praise be to the Creator. And as I turn over this 
service to Sarna Amana, ask that you will pray on behalf of those that are praying for you. Shabbat Shalom and stay blessed. Hallelujah. Ya Eloheinu. Elohei Abutainu. Elohei Abraham. Yitzchak with Yisrael. Torah Rabbi Yehoah, even for another beautiful rendition of the Shabbat morning prayer line that you've allowed like minds, even like souls to come together in a holy convocation to extol that magnificent name. Thanking you for sparing life on this day. For the staples of life, food, clothing, and shelter, good health and strength, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, sound mind and body. Now, Yehoah, protect us against the harm seen and unseen. Those that are man-made, O great king, that attempt to instill fear in our hearts. Having us even lose an understanding of how powerful you are to a certain extent. Allow us to be cautious, O great king, but even more so allow us to understand that we are your children. And you've allowed us to know that there is not a weapon form that can prosper our allegiances unto thee, O great king. And we don't discuss how big our problems are. We tell our problems how big you are. And we lean on you for that divine protection for that sacred direction that you even have us on as we tra- travel through these modern-day wildernesses, wildernesses, O Great King, on four corners of the earth where you, you have scattered us, to even consider that there is not a God in this earth that even compares unto thee. All the praise, all the honor, and all the glory are due to you and you alone, now and forevermore. Hallelujah. 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 Yochai. Shabbat Shalom. From my family to your family, we bid you a most beautiful, loving, peaceful, and restorative Shabbat Shalom. Stay blessed, everyone, and have a wonderful Shabbat.